Hey, what's up, everybody? Before we start episode 11, I just wanted real quick to give a huge, huge shout out to um, Thomas Longacre. Um, You know, he's helped out the show so much. And man, like, thank you. Thank you so much, bro. You know, um, I appreciate the help that, you know, you gave me. And man, I just want to shout out um, Thomas Longacre. Um, roofing with Thomas and Thunder Kick Jiu Jitsu and MMA. You know, if uh, you're in Sapalpa, you know, or you live close to there, go check out Thunder Kick MMA and Jiu Jitsu. It's a, it's a great place to um, learn martial arts, you know, mixed martial arts um, and get into Jiu Jitsu. You know, he's a great guy. It's a great community. Um, and everybody's just really cool, man. It's a really great thing that he's built all these years. And, um, yeah, so if you're in that area and you want to go train, look no other place than, um, Thunder Kick Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. Also, uh, shout out to his, uh, other business, Roofing with Thomas. Uh, if you're in, um, anything regarding your roof, man, hit up Roofing with Thomas Facebook page or Thomas Longacre, his Facebook. They have an Instagram as well. Um, so, I mean... He's a great guy, man. He's a really great guy, and um, I sure do appreciate it. And also, um, I want to shout out Wes Cunningham, Brittany Bendabout, and uh, One Trip Media. Thank you both for helping me out as well, you know, um, uh, taking some pics and everything. And, man, I I really do appreciate that. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. I'm so glad that we all are, you know, had this connection. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um check out one trip media branding agency that's um, Wes's company and um, they do great work with expanding like whatever whatever you need with your business like they're great people and they're willing to help and you know they just talk to them just reach out to them as well you know go check out their um, personal Instagram pages and their Facebook pages that's Wes Cunningham and Brittany Bendabout and one trip media one trip media as well. So thank, you know, all of you and shout out to all my guests that I've had on here so far. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for coming on and having a great conversation. You know, I just want to say, man, this is like, like, I just can't believe that, um, I'm actually doing this podcast and, you know, I hope everybody's enjoying it. And I just wanted to give those shout outs, you know, because, it's a, it's just a great feeling um, to have people, you know, believe in what you're doing and, you know, they give you these uh, pointers and, you know, they drop knowledge on you and everything. So, man, like I like I said, man, just thank you, everybody. Thank you. And for real, like go check out um, Wes Cunningham, Brittany Bendabout, One Shirt Media, Thomas Longacre, Roofing with Thomas and um, Thunder Kick Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. So go check them out, go check them out, go follow them, hit them up, reach out, whatever, man. They're really great people. And, um, yeah. So hope y'all enjoy this episode of, uh, Okie podcast.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Okie Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcast. Man, on this episode, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for this episode, and I'm so glad that the guests that I have on today wanted to come on the show and wanted to come down and just chill and hang out and, you know, hear his story about everything, you know, he's been through and what he's doing now. Uh, my guest for today is Christian Littlehead. Christian Littlehead is a former defensive lineman for Oklahoma State, Big 12 champion. Uh, he's a D-line coach, business owner, and just an entrepreneur. We're just going to get into everything that he does and, you know, just have a really cool conversation. And I'm so glad he's here and uh, just going to get to know him. And, you know, it's nice to meet him finally. So without further ado, what's up, Christian? Hey, how are you? It's good to uh, good to be here. And I know we've had some troubles, uh, my troubles, uh, not <laughs> yours, but uh, yeah, with black ice and stuff like that. And barriers don't mix well with trucks, but you know, we got it all fixed and you know, I know we've been putting this off for a little while, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a perfect time, you know, Yeah, perfect time, I guess, for both of us and all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm definitely honored to be here and appreciate it. And you know, I've listened to your podcast and other people, you know, like for instance, I'm like, Riker, you know, one guy that you've had on us, like I said, is my high school running back and, you know, great guy. He's doing great things and getting the ball rolling definitely on his side. And I know he's a busy man and he's done some work for me as in with my training. Uh, he's actually came out and filmed us and we've done a video. Uh, I have that on my social media, my Twitter and um, Instagram. And my uh, social media handles are all at Littlehead72. Um, but, you know, he's he's a great guy and. You know, that was awesome to listen to y'all's episode. I believe it was the second second episode. First one. First episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it was uh, it was nice to listen to him talk and, you know, see where he's at going on in his life. And, you know, he's busy man. Busy man, especially, you know, being with Ryan Redcorn and all those guys. And then, you know, breaking away, doing his own thing as well and mm-hmm. making a name for himself, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was a uh, really, cool, <clears throat> really cool guy as well, man. Like, because uh, meeting him, man, it was, it was like a... Uh, like, I didn't know what to expect, you know, because I never met him or anything, and yeah. I just reached out to him, and I thought it was really awesome that, you know, he wanted to come on and, you know, come over, because, yeah. like, we don't know each other, oh, so, like. He's, he's, uh, he's, de- he's, he's definitely a full-of-life guy. Yeah. He's been like that since high school, and we were, like I said, that was my running back, so, I mean, we were definitely really close, and, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that man's full of life. He's a great dude. He's a great dude. <laughs> Shout out Riker Six Killer. Yeah. Shout out to Riker. <laughs> man, he's a he's a great guy. And like I said, I mean, even, you know, Dylan, seeing him in high school, you know, how goofy we used to act and just how we used to be, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's almost fitting that, you know, his acting and all that stuff and what he does with, you know, mm-hmm. camera work, videography, whatever you want to call it. You know, I don't know the correct term, but, you know, what he's doing, man, it's, it's, it fits him. It's like right up his alley. Just how, like I said, like you... Never met him, but you can just tell how full of life he is right when he walks in the door and just, yeah. just has a great smile on his face and just just a solid guy. Honestly, mm-hmm. just a solid guy. Yeah. I'm glad I got to connect with him and, you know, meet him and call him a friend now. So, oh, yeah. Just like with you. Everybody yeah. else, man, it comes on, like, so glad, you know, reaching out and connecting, making those connections, man, and just be, having a another friend in life, you know. Yeah. It's really cool. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the day and age of, you know social media you know you got to connect with everybody if you want to especially this podcast type stuff you know you have to 
be able to connect with people on every platform or that you're, you know, Snapchat and all that. I mean, you still got to keep putting content, 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 content out. Cause that's just, that's this day and age, yep. you know, everyone's on their phones and I mean, I'm on my phone. I'm not talking down on somebody saying they're always yeah. on the phone. I mean, I'm on my phone all the time too, but <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, that's what it is. I mean, you gotta always have something, some graphics going of, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're promoting, you know, and stuff like that, you know, to keep people interested. Yeah. If not, I mean, if you're not pushing out content and you're doing it every other week or so, you know, people are like, yeah, I've, I've heard of him. But if you're doing it every week, it's like, you know, hey, did you see that episode? Hey, did you see that episode? Hey, did you see that episode? Like, it's 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 a good thing. It's a it's an awesome thing that you got going, too. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate those words, man. Yeah. Good words. Good yeah. words. For the listeners, if you would, you know, introduce yourself, but, like, give, like, a backstory, you know, of who you are where you grew up, you know, I, I know you play football and everything, but, you uh-huh. know, just kind of, you know, go into that and just everything, you know, going into OSU and how all that, and I mean, we'll just, we'll just talk, man. Like yeah. there's no, like, that's, that's fine with me. Just, there's no script or anything. So yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, man, I was born at Claremore Indian hospital, of course, IHS there, uh, grew up there, um, or didn't grow up there, born there, grew up partially in Kuwait, between Kuwait and Broken Arrow. That's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, baseball was my first love. Football was my second. But, I mean, it's a, you're in Oklahoma, so, you know, that's that's a given. You know, everybody plays football. Mm-hmm. But, you know, baseball was my big thing. Um, I got an older brother, older sister, and, uh, you know, those, they're a lot of, they're great people. I appreciate for what they did for me, uh, especially my brother. You know, I think that's part of the reason why I just have just a relentless mentality uh, with anything, whether, whether it's my job, whether it's, you know, my work that I do, you know, running the business or anything, um, is because it's like, he was a bigger brother, but how much like he, he never let me win nothing. I mean, just would beat me down all the time. I would never win. Uh, my cousin, basically my big brother, Joe, I mean, he was always with us too. And, you know, he would, we'd be playing he was a little bit older than us, but you know, he'd be the all time quarterback type things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he would always beat me in every for everything, and you know, especially basketball. That was like that was his sport, and then like best baseball and stuff was mine. But I mean, it was just that's he made me. I mean, like he's my he's my hero. But I mean, he he made me who I was because like through everything in life, and I think back on like the stuff, the lessons that I've learned. Um, I've definitely put myself through through dumb things, and we'll get more into that in a little bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why I still have so much drive after, even though I've made. Uh, made bad choices. I wouldn't honestly try to me. They're just lessons learned. But, um, you know, he's put so much from beating me in sports all the time and then helping me through things. But, you know, that, that pays dividends. I mean, that's a great brother. I mean, that's that's what you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's, like I said, pushed me through a lot of stuff. And so I grew up uh, broken arrow, played a lot of baseball, played – a major baseball with Tulsa drillers all through just growing up. I had a great time doing that. And like I said, that was my first love was baseball and, you know, football was always there. Um, you know, I, I think I for one of the third grade is when I first started playing football and I played at Kuita, Kuita Tigers. And, you know, it's, it, to me, it means a lot, um, of what I'm about to say, but as someone who doesn't understand who that guy was as a football player, they wouldn't like kind of like they wouldn't 
they'd be like, oh, who, who, who cares? Who's that guy? That don't mean nothing. But mm-hmm. so the first person to ever put a football helmet on my head was Ricky Bryant. And he's like a Quita legend. He was like, like a two-time All-American at OU, played defensive tackle, like all that stuff. Went to Atlanta Falcons, played for years. Like, so oh, like wow. for, like it was, like I always tell people all the time, kind of serious, serious, but I mean, jokingly, I was like, I already had greatness put upon me at a young age with football. And I mean, you can look him up. He's, uh, he's a great dude. He, he passed away back in, I think, 2012 or so, 13, maybe. But, you know, that was the first guy that ever, put a football helmet on my head and like I said I just always felt like it was something you know something was gonna happen and you know he told my dad he said he said uh he said the best football players have big heads <laughs> and he was talking about me <laughs> but uh so that's kind of where it started with football you know third grade and I enjoyed it definitely um going through all that stuff um and I want to say I think it was my going into my sophomore year uh so they had a camp in Arkansas in Sequoia. That was the great thing about Sequoia is you know they would take you out to camps, football camps, or they'd help out to help you out a lot. I mean, there's like there's stuff that I wouldn't have probably seen out of state, you know, without them because being able to go and do stuff and then pay for things like that and help kids out, you know, help kids get noticed, you know, wanting to help someone go to college or you know, I mean, you know, getting your college paid for is a big deal, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I I think that you know I talk to a lot of guys that I train too and I tell them you know. Just, just go where someone wants to take care of you. I said, don't go where no one, you know, they don't really care about you. You know what I mean? Go somewhere, even if it's D2, even if it's NAI, even if it's, just go, even if it's whatever. Just go. Go there and get your education paid for. I was like, and if you're a baller, I said, they're going to find you. I was like, you can look in NFL and you can look up all the guys and there's more probably two stars and three stars that are in the NFL than four or fives. So, as I'm saying, if you're a baller, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, you know, went off. And I remember, I think it was, you know, I was at, uh, at the softball fields in Old Mulgee, we were doing it down there, and you know my we're play a lot of softball. I know my dad's like my dad's side of the family; they're all like big time fast pitch people back in the day, like my grandma and grandpa and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, so one of my one of my coaches, Coach Hammer, he reached out to me and he goes, "Hey, he goes, what are you what are you doing next weekend?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he goes, "Go with us to go with us to Arkansas camp." And I was like, "Can I?" And he goes, "Yeah." He said, "Go with us." I was like, "All right." So I actually went with him, and uh did well i had a great time it was houston up was the coach there and all that and uh i had a great time and um went well i got award there um they actually pulled me from the freshmen and sophomores to the juniors and seniors because i was doing really well like one-on-ones and kind of whooping some ass and they Mm -hmm. pulled me up to those guys and it was cool and i even then i still wasn't even like damn i want to go play college football i wouldn't ever like that i was just thinking about baseball but you know, I had I wasn't thinking of it as much because in eighth grade I played so much, but I ended up throwing my shoulder out. And you know, looking back on that, because I have shoulder issues now, that's kind of why I had to retire from football. Was because I have severe arthritis in my shoulder. I don't have a rotator cuff, a labrum. It's slightly cracked, and I have bone spurs all over it. So I, I have like a shoulder of like a seventy-year-old man. Oh my god! And I've been eligible or not eligible, but I've been able to get you know. Uh, complete reconstructive shoulder uh, shoulder surgery forever. But, you know, they, they tell me, you know, like, you know, you're pretty active still. And I was like, yeah. And they said, well, the thing is, is we don't want to put it on you. You wear that one out in, you know, six, seven years. Boom, put another one on you. Six, seven years. Boom, put another one on you. He's like, that's just going to wear your body out. And it's kind of just, it's just maintaining uh, just how it feels and all that stuff and not doing as much. And it sucks because I catch myself 
where I could do it with my left hand, but I'm reaching over with my right because I'm just, I just don't want to, you know, use it as much. And I'm starting to make myself use it more and more and more and more and more and all that. But mm-hmm. so that all happened. And, you know, so that, that started that, that started a little spark. And the next year, Houston Nutt actually took a job at Ole Miss. And uh, he took a job down there. And that by going into my junior year, that next summer, they invited me down to that camp. And I did, had a great time, did great, all that stuff. And so that going into my junior year, and it was before our first game. I don't even know who we played, but before our first game my junior year, Houston Nutt called my head coach. And he goes, hey, we want to offer him a full ride to come down to Ole Miss. And uh, he told me, and then he ended up pulling me out of class. And he goes, hey, man. He said, Houston Nutt, I just got off the phone with him. He said, they're offering you a full ride right now. You're your starting your junior year. I didn't you know, understand what was happening. Like, I was like a full ride. I said, man, I said, I've always, you know, heard of that. And I never thought of it through football at all. I was always like a baseball, baseball mm-hmm. and heard of it through, uh, football. And I was just like a full ride scholarship. And I go, Holy, you know, Holy shit. Like this is something special. I was like, I can't believe this. I can't. And, you know, like I said, I never had any, I wasn't the kid, you know, in fifth grade saying, Oh man, I can't wait till I make it to the NFL. It was I can't wait make I can't wait till I make it to the MLB. Like I was just so I love baseball, still love it. But mm-hmm. you know, so it was like wow. I was like man. I said I need to. I said wow. I said I don't even know what to think. And like I I felt like I was in shock, and it was almost like my coach was like because my coach played he he played uh, uh, Division One football uh, Brent Scott, and so it was just like you know, he was more amped up than me at the moment. And then I kind of started thinking about it and I was like, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, I said, I said, I was like, hell yeah. I said, first, first offer. I said, that's awesome. And, you know, I called my dad and my dad just, you know, he was ecstatic. You know, my dad's a big football dude. So he was just going nuts. He was, wow, that's great news. That's great news. And blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of just rolled from there. And so those first two years, my freshman and sophomore year, you know, I never, was my grade wise it wasn't I wasn't taking it serious I was just on track to graduate I wasn't you know taking the extra classes to get into college to do this to do that to that so I had to like start doing like the um I guess like the replacement course whatever they are just to make up for make up those grades Mm -hmm. to get my GPA up Mm -hmm. and then like I said I got you know got serious about it and next thing you know just offers started coming in more and more I got to meet you know coaches that I never thought I'd meet and all that stuff and I I think I ended up finishing with like like 16, 17 Division One offers and finished um, high school All-American, uh, finished offensive line, was top 50 in America, and defense line top 50 in America. Damn. So yeah, that's what, I, like I said, just in that short period of time, I just, just figured it out and got it together and, you know, ended up choosing Oklahoma State. Um, loved it there. I mean, my uh, – you, know, you go through the whole recruiting process, and it's a it's a headache if you really, if you talk to people you know who you know have got went, went on to college. I mean, it's more of a headache because you know a lot of those recruiters. It's a, it's a, um, it's like a they give you that car dealership pitch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not really like you know, like one on one. You you'll get coaches like that, and usually when you get those coaches, that's when someone's going to commit because you know it's a coach calling you dad your mom your brother and your sister all by their first names hey how's they doing how they doing how they doing how they doing and then you know because anyone can say hey how's your folks doing how's your family doing you know anyone can do that that's just kind of generic but when they when they reach out to you they're like hey how's jim doing how's claudina doing how's brenda doing how's kyle doing it's like damn he's 
you know, that kind of, kind of sticks out. And yeah. so the reason, you know, I had some good relationship relationships with coaches and, you know, coach young, uh, my D line coach, he actually passed away last week. Oh, and, uh, but no, he, he stood out. That was the guy that, you know, one of the very few guys that came to Sequoia and came to the dorms. Cause you know, you know, it's, it's a uh, on campus. So I stayed in the dorms, but mm-hmm. you know, the only two coaches that ever came like to the dorms and talked to me was coach young. He came to the dorms and talked to me, offered me a scholarship and, uh, coach Clements, who was actually the D line coach at OSU now. So he offered me a scholarship to K state when he was coaching D line there. And he came up to the school, like sit in the dorms with me and offer me. And I was like, man, I said that, that sticks out a shit ton. I was like, that, that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I ended up going to Oklahoma state and, uh, I enjoyed it. I definitely did. I enjoyed it too much <laughs> in some <laughs> aspects of it. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it was awesome, you know, being able to go with coach young and, you know, trusting what he said and, you know, the whole, it was, uh, the great thing about it there and how he believes too, is it's, he doesn't play. Oh, he's a senior. Oh, he's a senior. He's paid his dues. You know, that type of stuff. I, I don't like that. Like it's, if you're a baller, you're going to play. You know what I mean? If you if you can play, you can play. We don't we don't do that. You know that's that it's it sucks if it's a senior, and he's not as good, and the other guy's better. Like that's just part of life. You know that sucks. It's just kind of not crappy things. But I mean, you can't help with that. Someone was born with a little more ability than you. Mm-hmm. But you know he you know he told me that too. He's like, we got some guys that are gonna be leaving. He said the first year. He said we'll redshirt you. He said then you know you'll be right in the mix. And he's like, we got another guy that might be two years older than you. And he said, but, you know, he said, we'll just, you just compete. And he said, we'll just figure out whoever's the best and that's who will play. And that was kind of like, a that was even, that was even a better deal. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know, you go to some of these blue bloods and that's kind of how they are. Like where it's kind of like, sometimes some of them are just like, oh, he's been here. He's been, you know, this is redshirt junior year and you know, he's where, where he's going to start, blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to go through all that stuff. But, you know, I, I went there and it was a great time. Um, you know, being able to, I think it was a, it was a shock to me. It wasn't a shock as in like thinking as in, oh, he's just a small town native kid, you know, that doesn't, uh, that's not used to being around a lot of people, you know, you know, that little, how they like to play that. Yeah. It was a shock of, um, looking around and like, I seen, I'm not saying like everyone, but I'm just saying like, I seen my Jersey. Like you literally have like, cause they don't make, they, they, they definitely don't favor linemen. You know what I mean? Like if they're going to put jerseys, it's going to be a quarterback, wide receiver, or running back. You know what I mean? They're going to put their numbers out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I seen jerseys that you literally have to go on Nike.com and you have to customize it to that, to whatever it is to have that. And, you know, seeing people with like, you know, your, my Jersey on. And I was like, I was like, what? And I was like, I couldn't believe it. This when NCAA football was still out. So like I was on that game and it was, so I was just kind of just definitely starstruck. I mean, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot for someone to handle, you know, all that stuff and being able like, you never think, you know, back, you know, in high school, it's, it's, you know, people like, Oh, like, Oh damn, they made your shirt in high school for you. But usually it's like a cousin or a friend or someone like, you know what I mean? Like state games, like, Oh, he's got your little custom shirt on. But I mean, when someone actually has to go on Nike.com, and put your name in, put your number, and it's like a official Nike jersey, OSU. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like mind blowing. I just couldn't believe it, and uh, it just like I said, it, it, I think it would get to anybody. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's like you know. I think you know dealing with that man, it's it's crazy because you know I've had you know people add me on Facebook, you know, follow me on Twitter, and this is before Snap. 
and you know Instagram was a thing too but it was weird um dealing with people that I did not know mm -hmm. adding me and talking to me and you know there'd be times you know where it would be you know the walk at Oklahoma State you know we do the walk and it's like you know an hour and a half before game time or an hour and 45 yeah I mean I'm talking there'd be people texting me I would text them or even just messaging me saying hey man do you think you give me some tickets like before a game, like literally asking me that. I remember just, and I just was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't even know you like that. Like, and it would be like, oh, I know your cousin. Or, oh, like me and your dad used to be uh, buddies in high school. Or me and your mom, you know, uh, were friends in high school. Or I met her one time at, you know, whatever. And it would just be just mind-blowing how just someone would be just straight, straight forward like that of like, hey, can you give me tickets and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm about to play in like two hours. Like, I'm not worried about nobody's tickets. Like, at Thursday, there's a cutoff. I was like, and even with my family or who I was getting tickets with, I was like, if y'all ain't got y'all's names in, I said, boom, that's done. And I'm done worried about tickets because I'm trying to focus on this game. I'm trying to focus on the game plan. Yeah. And, you know, that was just so crazy just how some some people just – don't got no shame. It's just like, how are you going to just reach out to someone like that and just straight up say, hey, man, you think you can get me tickets? You know, I know kickoff's in an hour, but is there any way you can get me tickets? Like, you know, that's that's just nuts to me. It's mind-blowing. And, um, you know, so I did that, had a great time, did well, ended up getting Big 12 All-Freshmen and, uh, you know, setting myself up well. And then also, you know, that whole the whole stardom and all that, man, it hit – it hit pretty good, you know, especially getting, you know, Big 12 freshman, you know, then a lot of people are going to be like, damn, man, you know, he's on his way, he's on his way, and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff. And, um, you know, I had an interview with Bill Hastings in Tulsa World. Did you ever check that? I'll have to send that to you. But it's, you know, we kind of touched on stuff. And, you know, he was, that's a huge, you know, he was asking me, and he was like, man, what, you know, I know you had some stuff go on. I had some stuff with, uh, with marijuana, um, and, I quit smoking. Um, once I got caught or got in trouble for it, you know, I quit smoking. I think I quit smoking for like a year and a half, or at least till I was till I left OSU. Mm -hmm. And but what it did, but what happened was, is I ended up I turned to a different vice, so I turned into like a, just a straight up alcoholic. I mean, just to be straight. I mean, yeah, just drinking all the time. And um, you know, and that's what it turned to. And man, I just uh, you know, he he uh, he, you know, he asked me. He was like, man, he said, what's your what was your drink of choice then? You know, when you'd be in Stillwater, I said everything. And he said, like, what do you mean? And I said, everything. And I said, whatever. I said, I said, it's, it's hard to turn down drinks when people are buying you free drinks all the time. I said, when someone's just giving you a drink, it's hard to turn it down. And it's like, why would you not go to the bar? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you're going to get, you know, you can just buy like two beers. And the next thing you know, someone's going to be, Hey, let me get a drink. Hey, let me get a drink. Hey, let's take a shot together. Hey, let's take a shot together. Hey, let's take a shot together. I mean, you're probably going to go there. If they'd be like, you know, even if someone, you know, if you're a, you know, smoke pot, you know, it'd be the same way. If you knew you could go to someone's house and they're like, Hey bro, I'll roll one up, I'll roll one up. Like, all right, I'm gonna be over, I'm gonna be over there every day, I'm gonna be over there every day, you know, just with anything. Mm -hmm. And and I told him, I was like, Man, I drink everything all the time. Everything. And I you know, and I even tell people too, I was like, I think my I said my biggest curse with alcohol is that I don't get hangovers. Really? I get zero hangovers at all. It does not bother me, nothing. And like I said, it's it's a curse. It's not it's definitely not, you know. Yeah. You know, some people. Oh, I wish I was like that. Yeah. You know, I think I think if I would, uh, if I get hangovers awful, I think I'd already I would already be done with alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but it's not an issue for me anymore. Um, I definitely was a guy for a little while, 
that uh, I, I wasn't a, uh, oh, I'm going to have one or two and I'm good. I definitely was not that, you know, I wasn't that guy. And, you know, it, so it took a toll on me um, going through there, left Oklahoma State and um, just went through it, man. Uh, just was hanging around the wrong people, of course, and uh, just people that weren't going to help me get out of that hole. I was just sitting in that hole drowning in alcohol. I wasn't going to, I wasn't getting out of it, hanging around those people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I told, I told people, you know, I remember being, it was right before I went back uh, to play football in Missouri Southern State University up in Joplin. And I remember I was uh, delivering liquor and beer in Tulsa. And we'd always go to like, uh, me and my cousin, I worked with my, uh, my cousin Trevor. We were together. So we, I worked in, uh, we did um, like, Enid route and then we'd go to like Punka City and those are like the two biggest routes mm-hmm. and you know I we were doing it all the time you know of course like anything you do it's your job it's your job and man I remember one day I just was just driving in that truck and we we're just sitting there and just sitting there and you know just enjoying each other's silence that's one thing that I can enjoy someone's silence I don't uh I don't like someone that's like I said just keep talking keep talking <laughs> yeah. keep talking keep talking like just sit there and enjoy peace and yeah. you know I was just sitting there we were driving in the truck I think we were driving to Enid and um I just thought about it and I was like man I think it was like 24 about to turn 24 23 and I just was like man I was like I said I already know how to do this job and I was I was like it's easy I said it's routine I was like it's uh I said, I just, you just, I know where to put all this liquor. I know where to put all this stuff. I know where to put, separate the liquors, the wines, the beers. I said, I already know how to do all this. And I was just like, so then I was like, man, I said, I'm, I said, how old am I? And I was like, 23, 24. And I was like, I'm going to do this probably for the rest of my life. And I was like, it's boring already. Like I already know the routine. And I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my freaking life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I said. Uh, and to me, it's like, I'm not hating on anyone at all. Like, if you want to do that, you want to do that. But I was like, man, I said, there's there's still something in me that I know that in my life that I can still succeed through something else. Like, there's something else. There's more There's more for me than a nine to five. That just was that just was my demeanor. That was everything. And I just like, there's more. There's more. And, you know, I thought about it. And um, I was like, I was like, man, I'm going to go play football. I was like, man, I'm going to get back in it. I said, I, because I, I, for a while, man, after I left OSU, man, I, I didn't talk about football. I hated football. I hated watching it. I hated just listening to people like, you know, of course they're going to ask me, you know what I mean? They're, they're like, oh, it's Christian. You know, I'm going to ask him, you know, what was his experiences? You know, what, you know, what, what's the loudest stadium you played in? What's the worst fans? What's, you know what I mean? Who talked the most crap to y'all off the sidelines, all that. And they would ask me stuff like that, man. And I would just be like, I don't, I don't know, you know, just, just being a, just an asshole and just, just bitter. And I was like, I don't know. I said, like, I don't care, man. I said, like, whatever. And they'd be like, you know, how was, how was playing at Kyle field, Texas A&M? You know, how, how loud was that? And it was like, I don't know, fucking watch a game. You know what I mean? I was just, just, that was just me for a little while. And I was just bitter. Yeah. And, but you know, a lot of that I had to grow out of. And it's, and it's the hardest thing that people can't do is, is to be able to look at yourself in the mirror, to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, you know, I fucked up. I made that mistake. Or I made that lesson. That's the way I see it. I I, made, I learned my lesson. It's not a mistake. It's not still happening. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of where I I drew the line finally. Where I was like, dude, I've been wasting my freaking life since 2000. Since I was 19 till I'm 24. I've been drinking every damn weekend. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all I was doing was drinking. And then I started, of course, I was like, once I left OSU and all that, and I was just hanging out, I was smoking too. But I, I mean, that's what it was. It was just drinking. It was just, hey, I'll buy the bottle, you buy the 30 pack. Hey, you know, vice versa. I'll buy the 30 pack, you buy it. And it just, it, it, like I said, it was sitting on there and sitting there driving that truck early in the morning to eating it. And it just hit me. And I was like, you know what? I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and play football. And uh, it was the craziest thing because when I said that, and, you know, I it's like I spoke that into existence. And I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer of even, like, there's times, man, where I'm in a truck, in my truck, and I'm driving on the road, and I'm speaking things into existence. You know what I mean? I I want to get it out there. Because I know that, to me, when I used to just, you know, pray for things or things like that, you know, I'd always just kind of just keep it in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But once, to me, it was like once I started speaking it out, and getting it out there, like it, stuff started going for me. Stuff started going for me. Hanging around the right people all the time. That's that's a big deal. You know, you hear that all the time. You know, through high school, um, you know, everyone hears that. Middle school, you know, now you better watch out who you're hanging around. You better watch out who you're hanging around. And you know, it doesn't take. Uh, like I said, it's, it's you're gonna wake up and you're gonna feel that, and have to look in yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, no ill will towards those people, but I have to separate because, you know, I'm just gonna probably just stay in this lane and not not progress i'm just gonna stay right here and i'm not gonna progress and you have to get out of that and that was my thing man i had to look in the mirror and i was like man you made those mistakes you put yourself in that position you're the one that drank all that shit you're the reason why you you know got in trouble and all that stuff and um so i once i like I said i mean that that was the eye opener of being able to say that that i fucked up and it just made me it felt like all that shit that I felt on me, all that just fell off and I felt better. I felt great. And it came to a point where I started talking about football more. I started, I was like, yeah, 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 let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And when I, when I did that, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking like, man, like a week later, uh, coach Evans, Kenny Evans, uh, he was a NSU head coach when I was in high school, but he actually reached out to me because he was actually going to MSSU and, him and coach so Denver Johnson, which was the head coach there, Denver Johnson and Bill Young, which is my D line coach at OSU, are like best friends. And they were talking to him, and Coach Evans called me. He goes, "Hey, Christian, what's going on with you?" And I was like, "Shit, nothing, Coach." I said, "I just got off work." And he goes, "Oh, okay." He goes, "Well, perfect timing, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What's? I'm just driving back home." And he goes, "Okay." And he goes, "So what's uh, what's going on with you? What what you been up to?" And I was like, uh nothing coach i said man i just delivering liquor and beer i'm just spreading misery <laughs> but um i was just like yeah so that's you know that's that's what i'm doing right now man he goes you been in any uh classes or anything like that work and i was like no i was like why and he was like well he's we talking to coach young he's like you know he said he's, he's told me that he's reached out to you already and i was like yeah and you know that was the great thing about coach young of you know all the things that i did I put myself through he was still with me through all of it it was always like a he was a loving parent he wasn't like you know a coach he wasn't like man he's messing up like just well forget him forget him forget him he was still with me through everything like still trying to talk about hey Chris let's let's get you right man let's do the right thing let's do this let's do that like it was it was love man and it was it 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 hurt me when he you know when I when I said I found out he passed away just because how much you know love he poured into me mm-hmm. where easily he could have been you know you know he took he took the job he didn't t- he wasn't a job he took it further as a coach he took it as a parent you know what i mean he knew that that was his 
role and that was his job was to take care of you know all his players as kids and it wasn't it wasn't to be a coach he was more than that and you know so he was like we talked to him and you know he said he said you thought you were just still working you weren't doing nothing and i was like okay i was like yeah i said he goes you want to play football and i was like i said man and that's why i said i was like i was like i said i was just thinking about this i was like yeah i said i do and he goes okay he goes well he said we need to get you up here to mssu and you know get you right and we'll figure it out and we'll i was like okay and uh one of the things I asked him, I said, well, what defense do you run? And he goes, 4-3. And he goes, why? I said, because I ain't running no 3-4. I said, I'm not sitting in the middle that whole time. And he started laughing because, man, that 3-4, man, you just sit over center and you're just taking shots from guards and you don't know where it's coming from. I said, I'm not about to get beat up like that. And he was like, oh, okay, no, no, we're good. So I went up there. We talked to uh, Coach Johnson, man, and uh, it went awesome. It went great. Um, it was just 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 talking to him and it was almost like I was just talking to coach young in a way you know what I mean you know one of the first I was like you know what are, what are we we're gonna talk about it and I was like we go I was like, am I getting a full ride or what and he was like oh yeah oh yeah and I was like shoot I said I'm all in then I said let's go and we got all that set up and uh did well and I went through uh winter workouts and I was having issues with um power cleans so when I was pulling it up and with my elbows, my elbows to ears, and then to be able to drop underneath it and catch the weight, my left side wouldn't go up as high. I mean, it wasn't as bad as it is now, but it wouldn't go up as high. And I just kept, you know, there was weight. I think I was just, I, I was like, I was plateauing at 275. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I've, I've did way more than this at OSU. I was like, man, this is pissing me off. And, and one of my uh, street coaches, Coach Fears, he was like, well, I was, I was like, can you watch me? Because that's one of my big things was like, watch me, just just critique me on anything, critique me on anything, critique me on anything. And he was just like, okay, okay. And he watched me the first time. And he goes, drop, drop. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, drop. And I, like, you ever see those guys when they do like ass to grass and catch it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I said, F that. I said, I ain't about to have no guts coming out of my ass but but not to be nasty but i was like i'm not dropping that low to catch this i was like i said i'll just be thankful to get you know be happy with 365 power clean regular i'm no way trying to do like 405 i said i said no and he goes and he just kept watching and then he goes what's wrong with your shoulder and i was like nothing i was what do you mean he goes your left one won't go up he said your other one won't go up and i was like all right and i kept looking at it he goes yeah you're it's, it's weird. And he came over and tried to start feeling on it. He goes, you got issues with it? And I go, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, that's football though. I mean, you just, you know, you're kind of, you know, especially in D1, it's, it's, you don't, you don't say you're hurt. You know, that's someone taking your job. That's, that's, you know what I mean? That's the, then sometimes, you know, they may, you may say you're hurt and then you may never get to start again for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, you just battle through things and keep pushing. But, I mean, that's the, even the the stigma of a football player, a young kid that they put on you when you're young, too. Like, you got to be tough. You got to do this. You know, you got you're, – you're doing a lot of things to where you're not as caring for another human life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's – I mean, that's football. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough – it's an awful mean sport, and that's just what it is. And, um, you know, so, you know, you battle through all that stuff, and it was just years of that. It was probably – me throwing out my shoulder playing baseball never went and got it fixed and so i went through all that got through the spring workout started spring practice did all that went well felt good to put pads back on and all that stuff and it was still bothering me i think i was waking up i still wake up but i at night but i wake up probably about every two to three hours four hours maybe where i'll hit it and it'll hit a bone spurt and it'll just like that uh 
what's it called? It'll just click or something. Or the, it just hurts. The arthritis hurts, mm-hmm. you know, even thinking about, you know, um, like uh, older people, like your grandma and grandpa, you know, when you always hear them, oh, that storm's coming in. That's, yeah. I can feel my, I never, in a million years, I just remember talking to my grandma Ralph. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And she's like, you'll know. And <laughs> I was like, all right. And uh, so that, like I said, now, man, my stuff aches. Yeah. Aches bad. And uh, so I went through all that. And then, so it was like a week or two before fall camp. And I was like, and I went to the team doctor. And of course, you know, they're, they're probably just going to tell you things just to get through it. You know what I mean? They're not going to give you a full on like, yeah, man, your shit's pretty effed. Like, you know. And so anyway, we got, we came back, I came back home to Tulsa and I went through a shoulder specialist and he had all my stuff from when they took all my x-rays and uh cat scans up there in joplin and he, he he's like i'm gonna do a couple more x-rays on you and i go okay he's like because i'm gonna move your shoulder this way that way just because he's like they didn't get what i want and i was like okay we did it and man he walked in there and uh he was like hey um man he goes your shoulder's pretty bad and i was like yeah and i was like how bad and he was like i would say 70 year old man and I was like, okay. And he goes, I said, the worst shoulder you've seen? He goes, no. He's like, I deal with, you know, I deal with 80-year-old patients. And I was like, okay. And he goes, on you? Are you a person your age? He said, yes. He said, probably the worst shoulder I've ever seen. And I was like, man. And he goes, you're playing football now, right? And I said, yeah, I've played football. I've, I've almost stayed. I said, and, you know, I probably took a beating there. And I said, but yeah, I took off a little while. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, you've been lifting weights? I go, yeah. I said, no, I've had trouble with it. He said, yeah, I'd imagine. And he goes, do you do rehab stuff for it? And I was like, yeah, I do rehab stuff for it. And he said, well, quit doing it. And I was like, why? And he goes, he said, you have nothing in there that's going to even make it feel better. Like, you have no, he said, you're literally bone on bone. He said, so you're just grinding it more. He said, it's not, he said, you do all that rehab stuff. It's not going to make it better. It's not going to make it stronger. You're not going to do nothing. He said, it's just, it's just messed up. And I was like, okay. And, you know, the big question, of course, you know, well, what about football? You know, what would you, what would you think about me playing? And he said, um, he said, I just advise you not to. He said, me personally, he said, I wouldn't do it. And, uh, he said, he said, it's, it's going to mess you up pretty good. He's like, you can, he said, I'll say this. He said, you can go through a whole season and just go through the pain and you can play and be fine. He said, or you could get hit and it could get, moved around pretty good, get jarred. He said, and you won't even be able to move your arm. He says, you'll just have a dead arm on your show, on your, you know, on your body for the rest of your life. And just, and I just kind of was like, Ooh. and I was like, man, I ain't trying to, you know, I'd like to, you know, play with my kids one day and, you know, hold them and do stuff like that. I said, so that kind of was in my mind. And I was like, man, I don't, I said, I don't know about that. And, you know, it was a tough decision because it was like me, what I went through at Oklahoma state and I put myself through it. And then, to be able to get out of that hole and to be like, okay, man, let's do it right. You know, let's, let's, let's get, let's, let's get it. Let's, you know, I'm not worried about trying to make the NFL. If it happens, if I can just get him, you know, my thing was, let me play two years there. I would easily prove myself. I can get a mini camp invite and I'll be on a team easy. Mm-hmm. And, but like I said, it was, it was just, let's end football. Let's end football the right way. You know what I mean? Let's not end it on, you know, he was got in trouble with OSU and left and all that stuff. So I was devastated. I mean, it, it hurt me because I was like, man, I was, to me, it was like, man, I'm doing the right thing. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I separated myself from a lot of people. I'm, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
I just come, like I said, came crashing down. And I was like, Pfft. and I just was hurt. I mean, I was hurt. And then, um, I actually ran into my, uh, one of my best friends from middle school, Patrick Phillips. And, uh, I ran into him like a week after that happened. And he was, he, we were cool through high school, man. We still talked and he kind of just straight away and kind of did some other things and ended up getting in some trouble and kind of went off for a little bit. And, you know, I seen him and he was messaging me. I was with my buddy, uh, Alex and he was messaging me on Facebook and he goes, Hey bro, what are you doing? Man, I haven't talked to you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. And I was like, I said, man, I'm with Alex. We're actually about to go to Soccer City. I said, he's about to play or whatever. And I said, I said, I said, what are you up to? And he goes, he's no shit. He goes, I'm, I'm already up here. I'm already up here. And I was like, all right. And so we went up there and man, we talked for, you know, hour and a half about everything. I mean, it was just like, you know, bringing up middle school memories of stuff that, uh, that I didn't, that I forgot about, you know, and we talked and it was good. And he was like, man, he said, bro, let's just keep in contact. I'll hit you up. He's like, and that's when I was still up in Joplin. And he was like, do you come down here? And I was like, I was like, I do like once a month, maybe. And I said, but most of the time I'm up there. I said, but I mean, I was like, if we're trying to kick it, I said, I'll come back. And he's like, okay, okay. And I think it was two weeks later, he actually relapsed and took a hot dose and died. Oh, shit. And that, like on top of that, the football, and I'm not trying to use it as a crutch, but it was just so devastating to me that mm-hmm. it just, it hurt me again. And I, like I said, I just felt like I just fell in like a, like a hole again. And, uh. I just fell, and I, like I said, I fell into it, and I fell into it for about seven, eight months, and man, I was, I was, uh, someone that I thought I'd never be, I'll just put it that way, mm-hmm. I, uh, was just doing everything I can get my hands on, and, you know, battling through stuff, and that's just not how you handle it, and, uh, you know, I did pills, I did all that stuff, and I mean, I'm not afraid to say it, I mean, I don't have... I don't do none of that shit now, but you know, I was just whatever I could get my hands on and I was just going through it, man. And just, you know, getting, I was at the point where I was getting drunk during the week where it wasn't an issue for damn sure. It was Friday through Sunday drunk, but I mean, it was like, you know, a few days for sure that I was probably at least four out of the seven days I was getting pretty drunk, pretty toasty and doing other stuff. And, you know, it was bad, you know, and to the point, man, where I was, you know, started mixing pills in it and doing that type of stuff. And, Man, I, um, I mean, I'm just not embarrassed to tell you anything, you know, because yeah. I, I don't do it no more, and that's not me, but, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, me t- being able to talk about this, that's going to help people. You know, I've had, when we did the Tulsa World interview and talked about my addictions and stuff like that that I had, you know, before, um, you know, with alcohol, I mean, I still I still have some beers, but I don't have any substance issues with it. I mean, I can I can drink one or two, and I'm fine now. But yeah. four, like I said earlier, like, four, jeez. Hell no. I drink one or two and that's just getting me getting me going and getting getting everything in motion to for to get end up freaking tore back or blacked out, you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. what it would come to. And uh but man, I just like I said, it was just everything and I think I went on like a pretty bad streak for about seven, eight months. And um man, I ended up uh wrecking my car. I stayed out all night, wrecked my car. And I didn't get hurt, but I wrecked it, and that scared the shit out of me. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Man, I need to slow, slow the fuck down." I'm something. I'd rather, like I said, I'd I don't want I didn't want it to be, you know, something shitty, awful like that to happen for to make me be like, "Damn, I better, you know, I better get it together." I didn't want nothing life threatening. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
you know, people are probably, you know, thinking like, well, you had everything at OSU, you know, and you still messed that up. But I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, true, but I never did anything life-threatening to my body. Like, and that's like where I was at, where it was like starting to really just slow down on my body. Like I could just start, like I was just getting messed up and mm-hmm. that woke me up. And man, I was just up there going to school still. And uh, I had some great roommates up there, man. That, uh, we lived the 2601 boys, man. It was me, uh, Austin Carter for a little bit, Cub Scott, Aaron Leo, Jackson Taylor, Trevor Plafkin. And, I mean, those guys I still talk to um, on the daily. I mean, weekly. I mean, we have Snapchats. We have our Instagram that we're always just grouped up. And, I mean, I talk to them, all those guys, at least once a week for an hour or two on the phone. Just because it's just such a great friendship. And it was almost like being around those guys up there. I'm not saying like we they were just sober dudes. I mean, we still had fun. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was different. It was more of like a, a true friendship. And you could just feel it. And like I said, obviously you can feel it. Because I still talk to these guys for an hour a day, you know, every week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was great. And they, like I said, they, they helped me get through a lot of stuff of what I was dealing with. Um one of my things too was I was uh, I started working. Um, as funny as I was a waiter at a Mexican restaurant, and there was a job and it was a mile away at Del Rio, and I was like, I said, I don't. I said, I remember you know going everywhere. You know, I worked at a so I was working at like a, at the Mexican restaurant, and then I was working at a convenience store, and we were doing. I was doing that for a while, and then I finally got tired of the convenience store because I started getting up like building up like regulars at that Del Rio, so it was like. Oh, I can guarantee it. I'm going to make this amount with these people and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, well, we want to sit at Christian's table, Christian section, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. And, but I remember, man, I was just, you know, I was walking to work. It was a mile there, a mile there and a mile back. And that was my thing though, is I just, you know, I, I just had to reset myself and I got around the right people again. And I got out of that mode. I didn't get sucked into it like of, you know, of all the stuff that I was doing. And, um, man, I'd walk to work every day. I'd walk to work every day and I would just put on my headphones and just, you know, listen to whatever, you know, if it's, I mean, I listen to everything. So, I mean, there's days where it was freaking Waylon Jennings, Elton John, Al Green, Pink Floyd, you know, Dom Kennedy to all that. I mean, it was everything. And, you know, I, I just got in that mode where I just was happy. I was happy to go to work. I was just constantly walking to work, walking to work. And I was always just, in good vibes, good rhythm, and just happy to be, you know, take, taking that little bit of, for what it was worth, of taking that job instead of being, instead of bitching about it every day, like, oh, I hate this shit. I just took it for like, I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to do the right thing. And I know something's going to come of it. I'm not going to keep thinking, you know, counting it like, oh, it's going to happen someday. Or someone's going to help me. Someone's going to help me. Someone's going to help me. It was just, I didn't even think like that. I just was like, I'm going to grind it out of this job. I'm going to grind it out of this job. Mm-hmm. And then um, what eventually happened is my cousin, he got me on with Audubon. And uh, so I got to move back to Tulsa. And, you know, it was cool uh, working for them. And we did that. I did that for a while and uh, got laid off. And, um, man, I got laid off and football, football came into play. So I have, I just call him my uncle as my dad's best friend from high school. His name is James Manns. And, you know, he, he, he was, he was always, like I said, he was the guy, 
you know, always, hey, come work with these kids because he was coaching high school. So he was coaching, he's coached a lot of places, but he's at Edison for the, for the past, you know, I think like six, seven years or so. And, you know, he'd keep like, hey, man, hey, uh, come come talk to these kids. Come come help these kids. Come do this with these kids. And I was like, no. I was like, I'm not going out there. And then, you know, he kept he kept always staying staying with it, just just consistent with it, just just staying with it. And I'm sure that's it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. It, it, everything's for a reason. And, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, man, I was like, I'm, I'll go out there. I'll go out there and mess, you know, see if I can't help them with stuff. And I went out there one time. And I was kind of like, all right, all right. I said, I, I don't mind this at all. I said, this is pretty cool. And then uh, started kind of getting a little fire about it. And I think it was the next year is when I finally went out there and I stayed the whole time. And I think I got there like the third game of the year. And Coach, uh, or, uh, yeah, TD, Tony Daniels, man, you know, he's, he, you know, for him to, as a head coach, for him to be able to, you know, trust that, someone's coming in and they're not going to be, you know, poisoned to his team. It's going to be someone that's going to uplift these kids and it's going to be someone that's going to help them out. I mean, I mean, that's, that's just like, you know, uh, to me, it's like, you know, if you, if you have a kid and if you're like, Hey, I want to go over so-and-so's house. Oh, you're going to probably meet their parents and you're going to get a feel for them and all that before you're like letting someone go over to, you know, their house. So yeah. he let me in, man. And it was awesome. And, um, you know, I developed a great relationship with them kids and with the boys. And, you know, that first year was awesome. And man, I, I remember, I don't know what game it was, but I remember just looking over at Coach Manns and I just go, I said, I said, man, I said, and I just smiled. And it was just, uh, fucking damn near cried, but I just smiled and I said, man, I said, I said, I'm happy. And he just looked at me and kind of was just looking at me because I guess he just didn't know where I was. He thought I was going to say, I'm happy, and then, you know, go off on some inspirational quote, but I just was <laughs> like, I'm happy. And he was like, yeah. And I go, I said, this is, I said, this is the happiest I've been in a long time. I said, like, I said, this is, I said, this is what football's bringing me back to. I was like, this joy, I said, of, you know, of being able to be a part of it again. I said, man, I said, you know, I said, I said, you know, since this year, I was telling him, I was like, coaches, since this year, I said, I just call him, I mean, all the guys that work with him, I just call him coach, you know what I mean? I was like, coaches, since this year, I said, man, I said, I said, there's times I'm driving to practice. I said, I'm like jamming out to music that I used to listen to before games at OSU and high school. I said, man, I said, I'm getting hyped before practice. I'm getting hyped before games. Like, you know, when we do those bus rides, man, I said, I got my headphones in. I said, I, I said, I feel like I'm about to play. I was like, man, I got it going where I'm like, okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Blah, blah, blah. And so he just, you know, he was happy. And he was, man, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm happy you're, we got you back to where you were. And I was like, yeah. And you know, that, that was great. The next year, uh, which was like this past year, so this you know this year I was my second year coaching there, and man, I uh, I I loved it. I was fired up about it, you know, and got it going. Um, so before then, I'm I'm kind of messing up, but so before then, right before the second year I started, I reached out to three kids, and uh, I got Holden Martinson, uh, Chris McClellan, and Iman Oates, and it was kind of like a I was like, hey man. I'm gonna start training D lineman. I said, "Would you like me to? Work? Would you like to work with me? Would you like to work with me? And I'll train you guys and I'll, and all that stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll train. I'll train." And I was like, "All right, cool." I said, "Well, let's just. I said, let's just meet up on Sundays." And I said, "We'll start meeting up on Sundays at, um, you know, whatever's good for y'all." I said, "We'll just have a little group on Twitter. I'll say Sunday." I said, "And then you just. I'll say like three o'clock if it's you know, hey, we can make it. That's fine. Like, oh, coach, can you do it at four or five? Because I'm doing this. Okay, and we just adjust. And but man, those three guys, you know, that's." 
those were the ones that just definitely put it in for me as in like, you know, putting their, all their trust in me. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to, you know, just whatever. If this guy ain't trying to listen to what the hell he's got to say, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, they, I think we went from January, we started in January, the end of January, and we went until the last weekend before fall camp, before two days started. And I would say combined those three, I would say that they missed maybe total of like, 20 sessions, 15 sessions, like they were dedicated. Mm -hmm. And my thing too is like, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's like, no, you can only play football or no, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, I'm not like that. Like that's how my training is. I'm like, if you got to go play another sport, you got to go play another sport. Like that's fine. Cause I got a kid in Dell city. It's a freshman. He's going to be, he's going to be awesome by the time he's a senior. He's a bigger dude. And he was like, Hey coach, I'm going to, I'm playing in, I think he plays with like Trey Young's team or Blake Griffin's little AAU team. Mm-hmm. And I go, go down there. I said, go have fun. I said, go do that. I said, don't, don't, I don't want you to think that I always had to play football. I was like, no, I said, you need to go do everything, go do everything and all that stuff, you know, meet people, meet all kinds of people. I said, don't, don't just think you're just tied down to football. And I'm not a guy either that I message my, you know, my, my kids. I'm not a guy either. That's like, you know, Hey, uh, training session you better make it you better make it you better make it like i'm just letting you know if you want to come you want to come i'm not going to beg you to come mm-hmm. and if and if you come you're going to get coached hard like everybody else and you're going to get the same knowledge as everyone else has and so that's just how i am and you know a lot of some of these trainers you know they, they that's their that's that's their life that's how they have to pay their bills so some of them are real pushy with stuff of they're they're like that like hey man you need to come to the session hey man you need to come to the session mm-hmm. because just i mean that's 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 how they have to pay their bills and like i said i you know, blessed and thankful, you know, I have other means of income instead of just one little thing. But, you know, um, so working with those guys, they stayed with it. Holden is now, he's going to be, he'll be uh, going to OSU to play football. Uh, Iman will be going to NEO to finish football. And Chris right now, I think he's at, I get 30 offers. Uh, I think he, like you said, he's got, what, last week, uh, Michigan, USC, LSU, OU, this week, Florida State, uh, he's got Florida offers. He's got Oregon offers. He's got everywhere from coast to coast. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, like, man, that's you, that's you. And I'm like, I mean, no. I said, I said, I can take it that way. It's, you know, yeah, it is me. But, no, I don't I don't take it that way. It's, uh, it's I gave him the tools. I said, he's got to show up and do it. I said, he's got to show up and put the effort in. Mm-hmm. I said, but what, you know, what everything I learned, I wanted to give it to him. But, yeah, I'm not, definitely not a, um Oh yeah, that's all me. You see that? That's all me. Yeah. That's that's not me. It's it's he came and put the work in and he took what I told him and he pushed it as hard as he could and he did it and you know, it's it's paid off. And I know I'm in Holden, I mean they're gonna do great things when they when they leave and being able to also not with them and then so it started growing and growing and I got up to sessions where I'd have, you know, twelve to fifteen guys and it was high schoolers, I've had some middle schoolers, I've had some D two guys, I've had some uh, Juco guys, like I train a guy from OU and I train a guy from OSU, uh, you know, and it's been cool. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's grown in a year. It grew to that. And then now I actually got hooked up with Tom George, um, with QB impact. He does QB impact and he's, he's doing, it's a well-named brand. It's awesome. If you're quarterback or anything like that, you know, and you're anywhere, I mean, he, we, we do camps, uh, well, he does, like I said, I just got on with him. So he has the Oklahoma Athletic Center in Tulsa, Northwest, Northwest Oklahoma City, or not Tulsa, in Northwest Oklahoma City, uh, near like Hefner. And man, it's like top notch facility, like D1 style stuff, like pools, 
sand pits, cryotherapy, everything that you need. And to be able to, you know, for someone, you know, to like help me expand, they're like, hey, you can train out of my facility. You can train out of my facility. So to be able to help, you know, even if it don't matter if you're a kid from Tulsa or wherever, if you want to drive there, that's awesome because there's kids that do drive there. But, you know, if you want to work, we can work on your squats. We can work on, you know, your power cleans. We can work on your technique to help you out and all that type of stuff. And to be able to have access to all that, I mean, that that's, that's, that's uncommon, you know, compared to what I started out with. I had a, like a big red, red netted bag with like my hand pads, my speed hurdles, speed ladder, and cones. And that's what I started out with. And then now it's like, now I get this awesome multi-million dollar facility to train out of because he, he wants me to. He asked me to come, you know, be a part of Lineman University and all that. And then just this past week, he asked me to come be a part of their camp that they host in uh, Dallas, Texas. They actually get to, we get to do all of our training sessions and all of our star camp at AT&T Stadium. And yeah, it's, it's, it's taken That's off. Awesome. And it, to be able to be a part of that, it's because like I said, he doesn't have, he has like, he does wide receivers, linebackers, O-line, quarterbacks specific coaches mm -hmm. but he was like i just don't have a d-line guy yet i don't have a d-line guy yet and i was like okay i said man i said let's do it then i said let's let's go so let's run with it i said let's see let's see where we can take it and uh you know he was just like yeah he said that's uh he said let's go and so i've been hooked up with them for like just a week and a half now getting to do my second session uh tomorrow at uh one o'clock so it's it's taken off and all that good stuff but you know, it's uh, there's a lot of things that I've dealt with uh, in my life that I don't talk about. You know, I th there's there's a lot of things. It's crazy, but I've had a lot of deaths from my grandparents and like my uncle. Like it was like it's almost like every like kind of in my life, like dealing with my best friend. You know, it's like weird in a moment of my life where I'm trying to like go, and it feels like it's death's not a bad thing by any means, but it feels like you know you you don't know how to grieve well when you're young. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, it gets, starts getting built up. It's, you don't know how to process it. You don't know how to do with it well. So, you know, a lot of that, man, like my eighth grade year, my, uh, my grandpa passed away and that, you know, I had a bad eighth grade year. You know, I'm not, I, I was a pretty, I was a shithead. I'll just put it that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, then my sophomore year, my, uh, my grandma passed away. And I was just like, damn. And that's kind of when, you know, started getting things in motion and with football and stuff. And like I said, I didn't know how to deal with it. And then my, what was it? So when we won the Big 12 Championship in 2011, my uncle passed away, which is like my, I mean, this is like my dad, my uncle Hootie. And, it, and man, that that took a lot out of me. I mean, I I never told anybody, but I mean, I, I went through it like bad where I just was like, man, and that's probably, like, you know, where you know, alcohol came into play, you know what I mean? You think that's a way to take care of it, but it's just masking it, you know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm. smoking pot. I mean, that's, that's not, it's not really taking care of your issues, but I mean, like I said, as a young, you know, kid, you know, you don't really know how to pro process that correctly and take care of that like you should. So you just, you do that. I mean, that's what you, that's what you know. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that I've dealt with, you know, certain things like that, like my best friend, you know, he passed away, you know, and, um, I just think there's been a lot of things like that. The death of like, it's almost like punches in my gut. Every time I feel like I'm getting it going, boom, that happens. Boom, that happens. Boom, that happens. And, you know, it's just, you got to battle through it. And that's one thing, like I said, that goes back to even my brother. That's why I tell you, like, he, he made me who I was to be able to battle through all these things that I'm going through because just, it's just not, just don't quit. 
keep pushing, you're going to win, keep pushing, you're going to win, keep pushing, you're going to win. That's usually what happens. And, uh, you know, I had to fight through everything. I went through, of course, I went through some depression stuff. And, you know, I went through depression stuff, but I think it was 50-50. It was depression and it was feeling sorry for my fucking self. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, nowadays, you know, I think that's, that's, that's an issue. Depression is an issue. But is it really depression or are you feeling sorry for your fucking self? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What are you doing? If you're depressed, then why are you at the damn bar every weekend? You know, that's the worst thing for depression is putting alcohol in your system. That's the worst thing to be trying to do. So, like, there's just little stuff like that that I look at. And I'm like, you know, are you really, are you really depressed? Or are you feeling sorry for yourself? You know what I mean? There, I'm sure you're feeling sorry for yourself for a little bit. And someone's depression. I'm probably going to catch flack too. Cause you know, someone's going to, you don't know, you don't, you, you don't, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. But, but that then one again, that's once again, that's like, you know, you're trying to find a way to get offended. You're trying to find a way, you know, to be hurt. Mm-hmm. You got to separate yourself from that. But you know, I had to figure it out. And like I said, that's the biggest thing. Like I was saying earlier, you got to look yourself in the mirror and just look yourself and say, Hey, we're going to get it together. You know, let's get through this blah, 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 blah. And you know, if you made the mistakes, you got to get through it. You got to, you know, look at yourself. Damn. Yeah. I did fuck up. Yeah. I did do that. I, I did do that. I, man, I'm man, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or you're just going to keep pushing away. No, man, just so-and-so's just got it out for me. So-and-so's got it out for me. Like, just always have bad luck, always. But what are you doing right there? You're literally putting it out out there. So all that stuff's going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking correctly. You're not putting the right thoughts that you need to do. And one thing that I that would help me, um, which is starting to, I, I, like I said, you got to take a step back and you don't realize like how like negative you are really. I mean, you, you, you're just so used to yourself talking that you sometimes you're like, damn, I'm really not that positive. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm really not that positive. And it was just, it was weird. But, you know, I had to break myself from so many things of like that. Like, I was like, damn, I'm speaking stuff over me that I'm not really, I'm like, wow, I'm really speaking that negative shit over myself. No wonder shit's happening. No wonder, oh, blah. And like, one of my things too is like, you know, the big thing is, is like, you know, you talk about, you know, like, Oh, they're racist or they're racist. You know what I mean? Well, how much do you talk about someone being racist? How much do you talk about someone like being shitty to you? How much do you talk about that? You probably talk about that quite a bit. Well, what's going to come around? That shit's going to come around because you're constantly talking about it. You're putting it out there. You're you're just manifesting it. So, like I said, I think, you know, I could be wrong, but I've, you know, I've definitely have have had racist, you know, derogatory remarks. Yeah. But you know, I look at people, you know, that post shit on Twitter all the time, and you're like. I don't have that many in damn encounters. Like who the hell are you hanging around? Or like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but then you, you look at it and you're like, well, let me scroll through your stuff. Oh, you're bringing up, you know, Oh, so-and-so this, Oh man, this racist, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this racist, blah, blah, blah. Or this really, I mean, you're manifesting it. I mean, you gotta, like I said, you gotta switch everything up. And I don't know, like I said, it's, 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 it's a touchy subject. I mean, it's nowadays with everything going on, you, you can't have an opinion. You really can't. There's stuff you can't. You can't talk to anyone. Sometimes it's like you gotta watch what you say. And in reality, I mean, you're not even saying anything bad, but it sucks because you gotta watch what you say. Someone's just gonna be, whoa, what, what, what? And you're like, I didn't even mean nothing by that. Yeah. And it's not even nothing to even be offended by, but you're trying to get upset about something. But I think that I think it's the quicker that you're able to accept that, you know, that you made a mistake. You know, 
and not keep like you know of course me i'm gonna be 30 um soon and you know i'm, I'm glad i was able to uh to fix that and i'm just glad i was able to you know swallow my damn pride because that's a damn that's the worst swallowing your damn pride that's that's tough but you know i was glad i was able to do that for other things to happen in my life but not only that to be able to just say you made a mistake i mean that's that's the hardest thing to do but you don't realize how how better you feel how just and then next thing you know like to me when i was you know doing the whole you know damn i did mess up or i did make a mistake and that's just with anything through life i'm not even talking going back on like when i messed up you know the things i did at osu i'm talking about just you know in general and you know when you're just make a mistake like damn i did fuck that up you're like huh and you just keep moving along because you know you know it's it's going to be fine that's that one mistake is not going to affect your whole life you know that one mistake doesn't define you as who you are as a person and you know what i mean i could have stayed in that hole when i was at osu and i could have stayed in that thing and i could have been you know man whatever man i mean they were all with me when i drank blah, 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 you know what i mean and, mm-hmm. but that the thing is too is it's like i didn't do that i had to get out of it or you can stay there and sulk all day but i mean i i mean there's people in my life you know that you know I talk to my kid, my, my coach kids, I coach and I tell them, you know, the stuff like, you know, are you, we, I say, I can, I can name someone in my family. I said, I'm sure you can name someone in your family that, or cousin or even a friend or a friend of your parents or someone, but you can name someone that's like an Eeyore. That's like, man, this just, everybody hates me. Everybody. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, you don't want to be that guy. I said, you don't want to be 40 years old, still dealing with issues from when you're 19. I said, you don't want to be that guy. I said, cause you'll be that Eeyore for the rest of your life. And like I said, that's what I just try to instill in them kids that I coach and stuff. And, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about uh, my mistakes. I mean, if anything, I, I don't want them to do it, but I want them to be not only in life and be successful. You know, of course, I want them to be, you know, great on football field and all that stuff. But I want them to be more successful in life. I want them to be a better human than I ever was. I don't want them to make the same mistakes I was. And, I, you know, it's hard to say. But I want them to be a better football player than I ever was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got that competitive. Like, man, you ain't no, you ain't better than me, cause you know. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, like, but I want them to be, you know, I want them to be better than me than anything that I am. Mm. And you know, uh, you gotta just get away from yes men. You gotta get it from yes men or women. You know, you can't have those people in your circle. You're never gonna, you're never gonna grow. Yeah, you're never gonna grow. You can't go around doing something. And like I said, I mean, I had yes men in my circle. You know, all the people that was with me at OSU, I mean, they'd be on the strip with me, getting free drinks, kicking it with me, all that stuff. I don't even, I don't even hang out with them people, mm-hmm. no more. I don't hang out with them. I mean, because once all that, all the, all that stuff, all those drinks, all that stuff faded away, they kind of just fizzled out too. And you know, a lot of our conversations were just in, just inch deep and a mile wide. It just wasn't shit. It yeah. just was just bullshit talk. Is all it was. And, you know, there's times where, you know, looking back now, like on the, who the people I hang out with now and talk to, you know, you talk about, you know, ideas of like, this would be a good idea. Then, you know what I'd like to do in the next two to three years, like planning stuff, you know, I'd like to start, try to help start a business or I'd like someone to help me start this. And like, I remember people, you know, looking back, like I couldn't talk about that with other people like that. Like when I was drinking all the time, like they would just laugh, like they shut up and just kind of just laugh it off and just not want to talk about it. They just, it would kill it. They would kill it right there. And, you know, so that's why like I said, you got to separate from yourself from all that stuff. And it, it's just hard because, I mean, there might be people you're like, damn, that's been my boy since, you know, that can still be your boy. But, you know, 
on the what 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 do you want? Are you wanting to keep succeeding? Are you want I mean not succeeding, but are you wanting to like grow? Are you wanting to do this? Are you want to get motivated? Or you want to just be like a nine to five guy? And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. at all. I don't I, if you want to be a nine to five guy, that's awesome. But are you a motivated person? Where you're like you know I'm I'm put on this earth to do more than be a nine to five guy. I'm put on this earth to do whatever I want to do, whatever I'm good at. You know, you may be like a I don't know a, a graphic designer. You may be you know anything like uh like like this Rubik's cube. Like when we were working on this Rubik's cube earlier, and like I was <laughs> yeah. saying, like I got on YouTube. And I started following, watching videos of how to do it right. I said, but you could be great at YouTube or at uh, Rubik's Cube. You just put your stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You're going to start getting hits. You're going to start getting stuff like that. I think there's something out there for everyone that you can do, but you just can't be afraid to do it. And a lot of that takes place, like I said, with yes men or people that are just like, dude, that's dumb. Or like, like you, no, let's not do that. Here, drink this beer. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I real. mean? So like, yeah. <laughs> or here, hit, the, hit this. But yeah, so you got to just get around the right crowd and, you know, it's it's growth and with growth i think it's any growth that's difficult mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you don't know you don't know what's going to come of it you know what i mean you're you're scared to take that step and with anything you know you're scared to fail but you know i don't know why you know don't be scared to fail cuz i mean you fail once then you're going to have a better understanding a better idea of how to approach it the next time you know what i mean you're going to probably maybe like succeed the next time and I think there's a lot of I've I put myself you know with um, around a lot of people that are just positive and successful and you know I put myself with around a lot of people and I started putting myself around people that were that were smarter than me and I could learn from them but I put myself around the right smart people that weren't like condescending or like damn you didn't know that. Or, yeah. you know, shit, you know, like that. Yeah. And I think that tears down a lot of kids bad at a young age. You know, you know, I had an issue and my issue was, um, I had that same experience being younger, raising a hand and, you know, the teacher like, Oh, and you're like, never, never mind, never mind. I, yeah. I got it. I got it. And you know, damn well, you ain't got it. And then you just skip that. Like, you'll miss that you'll miss that question like on your homework or a test just because she singled you out and you're like, well, I'll just do the problems I know. And then I'll just, just fail those because I just didn't want to bother asking her. And, you know, I think that that takes a toll on a lot of kids. I, I remember, you know, that bothered me. And one of the other things is I had like a, a slight stutter. So like I had a slight stutter and there was times where I just didn't like to talk cause I'd stutter. And there's times like, you know, we'll probably go through this and there'll be instances where I'll kind of catch myself, you know, saying a few things, but I made myself like when I would talk, I would make sure like it was the right stuff. Like I didn't want to be caught up like, uh, this is like repeating myself just cause it ate me up more than yeah. anything. And you know, it's like, you know, I know people have anxiety nowadays of like, you know, they're, they, they're anxious when they go meet somebody or they're hanging out, even if it's with their friends, but it's almost like they almost have like a whole, uh, like their whole conversation planned out before they get there. You know what I mean? Because it it helps with their anxiety. And that's kind of how I was. And I still occasionally do that, but I'm not as bad. But yeah, I had like, like I remember being at a young age, like I said, when I had that study and I'd be like, like, okay, this is how I'm going to, when I, when I walk up to these people, this is the conversation I'm going to have. So when I have it, I'm going to be able to talk without stuttering. I can just keep flowing and flowing and flowing and be fine. Like I said, I used to be like that and I've gotten better every now and then I'm kind of like that. But for the most part, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not as bad, but yeah, it's just, there's things like that. I've like said, that have that, that fuck people up at a young age. Just, yeah. Just that little shit like that. 
can mess with somebody for the rest of their life of not wanting to ask things. And like I said, one, I mean, I ask all kinds of shit now. I mean, I ask, you know, everything. I remember even at Oklahoma State, Coach Glass, uh, our strength conditioning coach, I would ask him, I'd be like, why, why do we do this workout? And at first he was like, what do you mean? Why? Like, like I was questioning him. Like, like I was like, this shit's dumb. Why do we do this? But he was like, he's like, what do you mean? And I go, I was like, well, what, why? Like, what is, so I know we're doing this motion. I said, but what does this translate to? And then he would explain it. Mm -hmm. And then like, from then on, it was like, you know, I would ask him stuff all the time. Like, well, why do we do this? Yeah, this is why. And he would just, it'd just be spot on. Just let me know. And I said, but that's what you have to be just, you know, break through that. And I know it does suck because it took me a while to be able to just that shit like yeah. that and all that stuff and be able to just to be able to just, uh, that's a vulnerable position. It's very vulnerable yep. uh, to let your guard down that much to be like, I don't know. And, yep. <laughs> and especially like you said, if someone's taking a toll on you all the time, you know, it could not even be teachers. It could be, you know, your parents or who raised you that could make you that way too. Cause you're like, dude, why do you not fucking know? Yeah. You know, shit like that. Everyone's done heard that before. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's heard that before. How the fuck you don't know? And you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you know, my thing was, is that it's just, we're all, of course, like you say, we're all different learners. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like a hands-on guy and I, I don't, I can't sit in like rooms and do tests for a long time so like for instance the best example was the act and the sat i did i did awful on the act and i did like wonders on the sat because the sat it's like i don't know how i don't know if it's still that but I, from what i remember it was like every 35 minutes boom you get a like a seven minute break every 35 minutes boom seven minute break every seven minute break mm -hmm. and then like they take like a light lunch of like 15 20 minutes and then you come back in and i remember being an sat man and i just was like we're in this bitch for three hours, like sitting in there. And I remember just like where it would be. I'm like, all right, let's get it. And I, I try to stay focused for, you know, like what, 20 minutes. What I thought was 20 and it was fucking five minutes. <laughs> and I was just like, just focused. And then I start wandering around and I'd start flipping through there and looking at stuff. And then next thing we're like, Oh, uh, 30 minutes left. And you're like, Oh fuck, I got to answer fucking 30 questions. And then you just, just blazing through that thing. So it was just, like I said, it's, it's different strokes for different folks, like they say, but it's, uh, everyone learns different. And yeah. I think no one, no one likes to take that into consideration. Everyone's no, we weren't all raised the same. Everybody's raised different. And, you know, I think you got to start taking that, taking that and just being understanding about it, you know, not everyone lived a great life. No one, no one has a great life, honestly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, being able to help kids is my biggest thing. And to be able to, uh, and I wouldn't say just helping kids in general. I love, but you know, some kids don't have it all. You know what I mean? Some kids don't have it all. And that's one thing that that's what I enjoy is, that's why I definitely enjoy is helping those type of kids. You know what I mean? Being being a mentor mm. and that type of stuff. And that's awesome. Like I said, I'm I'm just a straightforward guy with them. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, I guess I go about my nurturing a different way, like tough love. But there's not many times where it's like, you know, how are you feeling today? Are you good? You know what I mean? I just, you know, when I tell them, you know, straight up, I said, hey, are you, are you, are, you know, are you good? 
yeah, I am. Okay. And I'm like, you talk about anything? No. Like I said, I'm not there to force it out. But I think you have to build up a relationship with, you know, with anybody before you can start getting it out of them. But, you know, you just can't just sit there, you know, just tell me everything right now. Like, that's that's the problem with some of them is it's like, tell me everything right now, right now. And it's it's not that. It's uh, take your time with them. And I've developed the greatest relationships with all my boys that I train, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. I usually try to, we try to go, I take them out. At least every other week, or when we do training sessions, man, I, I bring water. I got a like a big Yeti bag where I bring water, Gatorades. Like you know, it's just, just I appreciate what they're doing for me because they don't know, they don't know what how much they help me more than I help them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they help me a shit ton. Yeah, and I mean it's it's awesome to be able to help all these kids out and do what I can. And you know, one of my biggest things right now is I'm trying to work on a a scholarship. So I'm trying to work on a scholarship to be able to give one out to. Well, I'm trying to start out first just with two kids, a, um, a boy and a girl in college or in high school. Doesn't matter what sport you play. I'm not biased. I'm not going to pick the kid that plays football. But I'm just trying to get things right now in order to be able to set up a scholarship program to where, you know, I'd like to go, you know, a boy and a girl and then work it up to two boys to girls, three boys to girls and just keep getting it going and, you know, maintain like, you know, a B average or something like that. Then, you know, get you know, $2,000 a semester or something like that and just be able to just, that's, that's, that's my goals. That's my bigger goals. Uh, and like I said, I have this platform to do it on, but now it's like I said, I'm starting, I'm wanting to keep expanding, keep not, not be stagnant, not just, just stay. All right. I just enjoy training these kids. I just enjoy, now I want to just start spreading more, spreading more out. And you know what I mean? That'd be nice to do. And I I believe it's going to happen. You know, I'm already speaking into existence. And like I said, I believe it's going to happen for me and I'm hoping to keep expanding out, you know, maybe eventually 10, 10 years down the road, I might have 30 kids, 15 girls, 15 boys, and spreading out scholarships and yeah. building it like that. Yep. It could happen. Yeah. It will happen. It will happen. It yeah. will happen, yeah. yeah. No, but, could. It would. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Are, that article you're talking about, that was from a couple of weeks, couple, like a month ago, maybe? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's trying, just rec- I'm trying to be that guy. I'll say you're yeah, recent. Like, oh, it's, no, it was three months, not one month. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not that dude. But yeah, it was recent. It's a recent, yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. read that one. Uh, it was in the Tulsa world, and then um, that was back before this was starting. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I read that, and then I was like, if I do get this podcast going, I was like, man, he'd be a really cool guest, you know, to come on and talk about all these things and maybe more, you know, and <clears throat> and hearing all that, it's like, it's a, it's really amazing that you dug yourself out of this whole you know and mm-hmm. when you're telling your story it didn't happen once you know it happened multiple times mm-hmm. you know and uh that's really something to like look at you know and and everything you talked about man it was like it was bringing me back to like how i felt in ways you mm-hmm. know like oh with like you know depression and then death and then just all these things that you know life throws at you mm-hmm. you know it, and then you know, life throws these things at you, but like you, man, and like with a lot of people too, man, it's, it's, it's digging yourself out of like what life has thrown at you, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it'll be, it's hard, man. It's, it's like hard things like do get thrown at you, but are you, like you said, man, like, are you going to fucking, you know, like down, like down a bottle of whatever, you yeah. know, to, to mask that feeling or 
are you going to like take a look at yourself in the mirror and think like, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, what am I, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get out of this kind of mindset, I guess, and help myself grow, you know, to make myself stronger for the next time, Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like with everybody, you know, everybody has their own way of getting out of a shitty situation. And, but it takes like, it, it takes more to just <laughs> say, I'm fucking up. Yeah. I'm fucking up and I'm doing this wrong and just admitting to yourself that, yo, like this, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up really bad. Yeah. You know, like how, how would I, how how do I get out of this? You know? And that's, that's exactly why like, or exactly like, you know, your story, man. Like it's, it's a really great story and it's, it just has like multiple like fuck ups, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I have that too, man. Like, you know, going to college, you're, I, I don't know if it was like you, you know, yeah. like, but you know, when you go to college and you're just some kid from Oklahoma, a small town and you go to school, like out of state, I went to out of state. And when I got there, I was like, yo, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything. No, I mean, yeah. same way. I mean, I'm and, like you. Yeah, so, definitely. And you get there and the leash is off. Yeah. You're, you're by yourself. And you're with all these people that you've never met before. And I remember, you know, I I was like, man, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do anything, you know. And first first weekend we were there, went to the house party. Yeah. Got in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then it just kind of like, like it just keeps growing. Like, oh, we did that. We got away. Yeah. Oh. And then the next week it's like, let's do it again. Let's get let's get some booze you know let's get some beer you know let's let's get high you know like nobody's here to tell us no you can't you know we got away with it last week but let's up the ante <laughs> and see if we can get away with it again if we do let's up the ante and see if we can get away with it again you know what yeah. I mean? and that's like saying though that's that's what you fall into and like you know what you were saying definitely about you know getting to college and the leashes off you you know saying you know i remember i think for the first you know i'm not even bullshitting with first semester and a half when i got to OSU, i was pretty straight i didn't do nothing i mm-hmm. You know, didn't do shit. I'd go back to my apartment and maybe straight. And then, you know, like you said, you start start kind of sticking your toe in that water. You yep. ain't got nobody. You ain't got to answer nobody. You, if you want to go out and go do something, and you don't have to answer nobody. You don't have to answer your parents. You're on your own. You can just go do it. But you know, you still got to go to class. You still got to go to practice and all that stuff. But like you said, you dip your toe in that water that one time, and you're like. All right, this ain't bad. Okay, okay. And then it just the next thing you know, you're just your whole body's in the on the water, and you're just going off. You're going, just doing, you're doing, you're just acting wild. Yeah, we're just wilding out, man. Yeah, just I mean, acting wild. <laughs> and like you said, that's what it leads to. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the learning experience, you know. Like yeah. like you keep saying, like it's it's something to experience, and then like. You know, if you fuck up, like, learn from it, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I think, like, probably the biggest trouble I may have gotten in, and I don't know how or how we got away. It's one time, man, we were at this uh, hotel party, and I was probably, like, I think it was, like, my, might have been my third year in college, but we went to this hotel party, and this fight broke out, and I was pretty pretty wasted you know yeah. and back then i made stupid decisions like driving drunk 
Yeah. I made shitty decisions like that. And I look back on it now that I'm older and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I was fucking stupid. I was so stupid. Like, and I used to say, I'm the best drunk driver in the whole world. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And yeah. And it's like, I had all these people in my car and I had their lives in my hand when yeah. I was driving drunk, you know? And I was like, I don't know, man, it was so stupid. Like, I don't do that shit no more, but I have a few drinks here and there, but it's not like then, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's that one wrong turn. I mean, you're yeah. responsible for everybody's lives and something awful happens if it gets to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's just like, wow. I'm, oh man. I'm fucked. It was. And then we were driving on, we're going back to the school and, uh, Anyways, I guess the cops got called. So the cops were, there was like two or three that went blazing by us. And I was like, oh shit, they're going to the hotel. And uh, so I was driving and I was like, oh shit. And then this one car pulled out and it was a cop pulled out right behind me. And man, he was right on my ass. And I was like, oh my God. So turned his lights on and then I'm like, I'm fucked. Because yeah. I was, man, I was pretty drunk. And uh, man, like he got out and he was like license registration i was like man i was like i can't find my uh my insurance i was like but i do have everything else and he was like all right so and then another cop pulled up so there's two cop cars and i was like oh shit i was like, i'm fucked you guys i'm fucked i'm going to jail like i'm gonna get a dui i was like i'm gonna fucking probably get kicked out of school i was like this is it man this is it and then we're just all like sitting there and like just started like praying <laughs> he yeah. started praying and our, yeah. everybody was like praying like in the heads man and i was just like oh my gosh please like if if like i could just get out of this like i'm gonna chill you know i'm not gonna fucking do this stupid shit no more and then like man those cops are like surrounding my car and they're like, looking around with their flashlights and I'm looking inside the you know the back and everything and uh-huh. i was like fuck what's about to happen anyways the guy came up and he was like where you guys where you guys going and i was like oh we're going to school going back to school i was like I was like, we're at this uh, party. I was like, uh, and I was playing it pretty straight, man. Like, I don't know how, but I guess I sobered up like that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, we're going back to school because it got crazy. So we're just going to, you know, head back to the school. And he's like, all right. He goes, just go straight there. He goes, I don't want to see you out again. I was like, okay. <laughs> Damn. Damn, That's dude. That's a blessing, though. And then, like, I, I was just, like, holding my steering wheel. And I was like. Like, everything wore off, and I was, like, awake and, like, real, like, alert about everything and got on the lane and we went to school, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like, like how the fuck did that happen? Because yeah. I knew, like, I think he asked everybody, like, you guys been drinking? And everybody said, yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't say anything, and I was like, man, they're going to make me get out of the car and walk the line, and they're going to make me do yeah. a breathalyzer and everything, and I was like, oh this is gonna be like really fucking bad but yeah dude like that was like the craziest thing that like i mean like where i almost got caught yeah yeah fucking busted yeah and i was like oh shit you know so i kind of chilled after that but then i don't know man like i don't know some crazy shit happened too like later on with that man like i don't know addiction's real addiction's fucking crazy it's huge um you know and i i deal with it you know there's you know my uh my dad he's now calling mm-hmm. and uh you know so my uh my parents they divorced i think three 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 years ago three or four years ago mm-hmm. and uh he's an alcoholic and the thing was though is i never grew up seeing him drink 
know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never grew up seeing that. I don't think I had seen him drink a beer until I was like probably 21, 22. Like I, it was later, later on in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that he, he has, he has things that he was, that kind of just, that he couldn't, that he couldn't push down no more. You know what I mean? And it started coming out and just, you know what I mean? He's still battling through stuff and, you know, that, that kind of opened my eyes too, you know, cause I just, you know, here I am, you know, um, upset with him because he's drinking. And then here I am, drunker than fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like, yeah. here I am pissed off at him, and then here I am drinking too. Yeah. And, but it, uh, it's, it's addiction. It's, it's, it's tough, and especially you know, and among natives, it's tough. And you, but, but I think the more, the more you're able to speak about it, and the more you're able to say that, it's, it's not as bad. Yeah. Because you don't know who you could help by saying that. And you know, when we did that article, you know, I talked about, you know. Like yeah, I, I I was an alcoholic, you know, and I I'm, I don't have issues anymore. I don't even smoke pot. I don't smoke pot in like what two and a half years, and I'm a part owner of a marijuana grow, and I don't even smoke pot. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I said, I just I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. Partially because I had a job. My jobs are pretty nice, and I just can't do it. And I can't risk it. But you know, you gotta. I think it's better when you're able to say, you know. Yeah, man, I am alcoholic. Yeah, man, I, 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 I might be a pothead. Yeah, man, but you gotta say that, like they always, what do they say, like the first step to recovery is admitting, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's true because you know me being able to say that, and I was able to talk about that on Tulsa World, man. I had people reach out to me that I didn't even know, like message me, like on stuff, and be like, hey, man, I read your article, and man, I that's that's awesome that you know you're, I, I deal with it too. I deal with it too, and you don't know who you can help. And that little instance, yeah. that little bit of vulnerability that we talked about, if you just be vulnerable for a little bit, you don't realize what you could do and how you could help someone. And, you know, I've, I've you know, I talked to him a little bit and like, yeah, man, just, you know, give him some words of encouragement. Like, just keep fighting through it. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, that's, I'm just, that's just me. I'm not saying that anyone can defeat their problems through how I did. And I'm not trying to put that on this. I'm not trying to put that on here and say any of that i'm not trying to say well you got to do it my way and you'll be successful i'm not saying that we all have different ways of how we have to handle things yeah but i feel like the more that you're able to talk about it and find someone that's going to help you i think you'll, you'll get through it but like i said i'm, I'm not on here once again I'm not trying to catch no flack because i'm sure somebody's well no whatever can do it like you you know what i mean like we're all different that's true but you yeah. have to figure it out of what's going to help you you know what i mean you can't just keep saying you know well, I can't do it like that. Okay, well, find a way. Yeah. You have to find a way. You can't just keep feeling sorry for yourself. So find a way of how to get out of your situation, how to get out of your hole. Find a way. If that, if, if the way you keep doing it, it ain't working, then okay, well, be smart about it. Take a step back. Hey, that ain't working. Okay, let me do this now. Let me. Who do I need to talk to to get, get out of this hole? Sometimes your friends ain't worth a shit. Sometimes talking to your friends really don't do shit because they're probably the ones... Telling somebody else, damn, this motherfucker's fucked up. You know what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Because that happens. That happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that type of stuff happens all the time. So you have, everyone has a different way of finding it. But that that was my way. My way probably was a little bit harder, harder-headed. But, you know, um, that's just the way I dealt with it. I just kind of, you know, manned up, womaned up, and just was like, you know, fuck this. I'm tired of feeling like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to start getting around the right people. I'm going to start doing the right thing. I'm going to start... You know, separating myself from a lot of shit that I don't realize that that was that was shit, but it was shit. Mm-hmm. And you just got to get to that point, man. You can't, 
you can't live in it forever. Like I was saying earlier, you can't you can't be the person that says, "Damn, I'm depressed," and here you are drinking every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I depressed? Well, you're putting some pretty miserable shit in your body. That's probably that's not helping. And you're like, I need to get out of my depression. You know, so you got to figure it out. You got to start eliminating things. You got to start figuring out different ways, new ways to attack everything. If you get a problem, you know, you're not in, in, in like anything with like, I mean, like a basic math problem. If you're going to keep getting it wrong, are you going to just keep doing the same shit or are you going to start attacking it from different angles? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to figure out some way how to get through that and you're going to come up with a solution or you're just going to just be the Eeyore, you know, like, man, just, man, shit, man, man, shit. Yeah. No, it never happens for me, bro. No, it never happens for me. But what are you doing? Like again, what are you doing? You're you're put you're you're manifesting. You're you're putting that out there. You're getting you that all that stuff's gonna come back to you. Oh, okay, nothing's gonna get happen for you. All right, all right. And I read the secret, and there's stuff on there. You know, I don't fully. I'm not like all into it, but you know, there's stuff like I said that was kind of an eye opener for me too of being able to start start talking good over yourself. Start telling this is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Put it out there, and you know, this, 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 it was the funniest thing and in that book. And it said, if you want to start out small, uh, just say, Hey, I'm going to find like, like right here before you go to bed, just be like, man, I'm going to find tomorrow when I go out, well, if I got to run errand, I'm going to find the best parking spot. Mm-hmm. Start out small like that. I'm going to find the best parking spot wherever I go tomorrow. And I, and like I said, I did that and boom, it was crazy. Like, damn, there's just, there's this parking spot right up front. And it was just little stuff that will just get the confidence in you of like, I want this to happen. I want you start confessing things over your life that you want to have happen to you positive. You know what I mean? You're, you'll start losing that Eeyore. You'll start losing that. You'll be like, no, this is going to happen. Like when we talked about, you know, me doing this crossword. No, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. It's, I'm not, it's, it's in the works to happen. It's not in the works for, we'll see. It's yeah. no, it's going to happen. Like I said, you got to have that confidence in yourself and, and to know that you're always going to succeed. But you know, that's, you got to get the confidence, man. Confidence is everything. And you'll get around people that are insecure and they think that's cocky. Yeah. But you're, but are you, are you confident as in like, to me, it's like, you would think I'm a cocky ass, just a piece of shit. If I was like, man, I was a big tour champion, man. I, I did this. I did that. I did that, man. Or I'm like, man, man, Hey, we're going to succeed, man. Let's get this plan together. We're going to take off. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And if you got two people like that, there might be someone who'd be like, this, whatever, man, that won't happen. You can do that. You can do that. But there's always something in there of what it is. And, you know, it's it's misery. But I think a lot of it, too, is it's um, it's a uh, it's a direct reflection of themselves. You know what I mean? It makes them look back on themselves of what they've accomplished. So, like, if, say, like, you know, for instance, you know, oh, man, he, he, he fucking went to Oklahoma State. He played... Football and so on. I don't, who cares? That ain't that big of a deal. Blah, blah, blah. But really, you could easily be like, man, that's dope as shit. But what it's doing is it's a reflection off of you. It makes you examine your life and of what accomplishments that you've done. Maybe you haven't done a lot. So you might shoot, you know, why, why, does this, why does this happen for him? Why does this happen for him? You know what I mean? And like, you know, the worst thing you can say is that's easy for you to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the worst fucking thing you can say. Yeah. Because you just, it's like you almost gave up in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, it's like a, it's like the old father and son thing of, you know, how some fathers like, like even in movies too, where like they don't want their son to succeed. And that goes back to that. It's a direct reflection of 
them like, damn, I didn't accomplish that much stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be like that. And I mean, that's, that's what I instill in the guys that I train. Like I was saying earlier is I want you to be better than me in every aspect of life. I want you to be more successful than me. I want you to be a better man than me. I want you to do, I want you to do all these accolades in college football. I want you to do all that. Not only in football, I want you to be so successful in life. I want you to just do this and that. And like I said, I don't, I don't have that insecurity because I want everyone to succeed who I'm around. And like I said, you'll get around people that don't, they don't, they don't, they don't like that. They don't like that positivity. They don't, it's, it's, it's in their soul. You know, it's deep down where they're, they're pretty bitter people. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone can work out of it, but you have to, you want to, you want to have to work out of it. And I mean, if you don't want to, you'll be a stagnant ass person, be a bitter ass person. And you know, a hating ass, I know that word's thrown around all the time, but just be a hating ass person. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not want to be around positive people? You know what I mean? And that's just part of life of you got to learn to accept it and get out of it and, uh, learn to dictate, you know, not dictate, but learn to how to just just pick your friends. That's the biggest thing, man. Picking the right people to be around. Yeah. You know? And as you get older, either you're gonna figure it out or you're just gonna be just dumb and just never just never grow out of it and just be that guy. Yeah. That just you know, still hanging around people of oh man, I remember last week when we got drunk, man? Oh psh, bro, yeah. And then the last week before though, you were drunker and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have you heard that conversation? Because I've heard that conversation quite a bit, and I'm just, yeah. like I said, I was like, I was that person, though. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm just saying that I was that person. I finally got the fuck away from that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just, it's the past three years. The past three years of my life have made up for the past, when I was 19, because, you know, I did that. I was trying to get it right, you know, at MSSU, and then ended up eventually getting it right. But just the past three years, I've made up for like from my 19 to 23, 24 when I left OSU and was, you know, delivered liquor and beer like that. That made up for all the shit that I lost because mm-hmm. I was so worried about drinking and doing all that shit and being a bitter motherfucker. And I got out of it. Like I said, I think these three years, man, I'm just at just such a great place as in peace wise. I'm not even talking about finance. I don't give a fuck about money. I'm talking about just my inner peace of how happy I am, the people mm-hmm. that I surround myself with, how much they make me happy. Um, I'm just at a, I'm just at a great position, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to keep staying there and I'm going to keep, you know, trying to trying to get better, try to be a better person, be the best person that I can be and keep moving forward. And you know, it's just uh it's been awesome the past 3 years of my life of uh you know, the, the the contacts that I've made, you know, through people and, you know, with business-wise, with, you know, my business partners, Steve Willoughby and Melissa Willoughby, they're they're awesome people from Washington, D.C. They're, they're from a whole, they're not from around here. Mm-hmm. But how we gelled and connected and what they've helped me, not only through the business, but just understanding finances. Because, like I said, I'm a little bit, I was, but they've helped me so a lot about being financially illiterate like they were like hey man you need to start doing this let's do this let's do this let's set this up for you let's do this let's do this okay let's go and it's a blessing you know what i mean and that 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 was a vulnerable that was being vulnerable too to them when they would say things to me like business wise and i'd be like i don't know what that means could you tell me mm-hmm. yeah yeah we got you christian boom they'd start explaining everything that i needed to know 
and that's just it builds it up and like i said you you got to start like i said i speak that over myself all the time like i hope i i hope i come in contact i'm i'm or not even hope like i'm going to come in contact with the right people and they're going to help me out in life i even say that i hope i come in contact with the wrong people so they can show me what i'm not supposed to do yeah you know what i mean i'm not like i'm i only want this i only want good 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 like i want people too that i can learn a lesson from as well of not how to be that way so it's just like i said man my mentality and just my thinking and everything man it's 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 different it's way different from what it used to be and mm-hmm. it's it's awesome it's a uh, it's it's great yeah good feeling huh yeah, yeah great feeling man like i said i'm usually i'm never you can't catch me in a bad mood at all i mean you can't i mean there's only time i'm quiet you know and don't want to talk is probably that first 15 20 minutes when i first wake up like and i'm not grouchy but i'm just like all right let me get going let me think what i'm about to do let me do this mm-hmm. first 10 15 minutes look at my phone boom jump up brush my teeth all right let's get the day going mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not it's not a grouchy feeling by any means it's 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 not that and you know what i mean there's it's just like you said man i'm just just been a happy ass dude the past three to four years and yeah ready to go and get things going and keep keep building the brand up and expanding and helping out as many people as i can and you know eventually i'm trying to i want to get it to where i'm able to go to i'd like to set up football camps and go to each tribe and help them out and do it because i've got you know buddies um played nfl ex-college players that are wide receivers linebackers uh linemen quarterbacks running backs like where we can have like a whole camp to where whatever position you play, you're going to be taught by someone that's played at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm building towards that as well of just getting a group of guys. And I already have them, but now we just need, like I said, I'm being able to start putting out my content of videos and then I'm going to be able to push that to, you know, a tribe and be like, you know, Hey, check us out, man. We're coming through. we got a great message. We're just trying to help out kids and, you know, get them, you know, being around somebody who's played at a high level, I think that's the key to anything, you know, any sport, you know, mm-hmm. football, baseball, basketball, you know, whatever you play, you know, you get around those type of people, you get motivated. I got a buddy, my boy, Rob Thomas, he played nine years in the NFL. And this is me as in like, I don't know anything. I don't know everything, but this is me understanding how some kids think that you could beat into their head do this, do this, do this. Like, no, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Then someone comes along. Hey, do it this way. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they do it. And you're like, motherfucker, I've been trying to tell you that for <laughs> you know, two months. Like, come <laughs> on, man. But I don't have that in me where I'm like that. Yeah. But So I bring people. Like, I brought my boy Calvin out, too. But I bring people out that have played at that high level. Just so if there's something that's not clicking with them, I want them to say it. And they're like, oh, okay, coach, I get it. But I'm not like, man, I told you. But I'm just like, all right. Now we got you clicking there. Now, yeah. now, now let's keep adding tricks to your bag with your, you know, lineman stuff, your D line moves and all that stuff and whatever. And mm-hmm. let's let's get your, you know, your knowledge up on the game. But like I said, I like try to surround my kids with, like people like that, just to let them know, like your your dreams of wanting to be there. There, you're right there. You're not you're not far from it. You got a guy. If you want to ask him questions about the NFL, shit, ask away. Mm-hmm. He's gonna talk to you. He's gonna let you know. So, I just like I said, that's that's part of me and trying to keep bring positivity keep it close like help people out who may not ever i mean there might be a kid 
that we'll never meet an NFL guy. But I may have brought that one over, and he got to meet one, and that may just be his biggest thing for the rest of his life of, man, I got to meet Robert Thomas, or, man, I got to meet so-and-so. Like he, I trained with him, man. I trained with him. He played nine years in the league. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's it's little stuff like that that goes a long way for people. Yeah. That'd be a uh... – I don't think there's anything like that. Well, yeah. For for uh, tribes, you know. No, no. You'd be the first. Yeah, and I'd yeah. Like, to, like I said, I, I got enough people, contacts, uh, friends that I played with, man, where we could do every position. So and kids could just show up, and if you play right receiver, you're going to work with him. It ain't going to be like, oh, man, we only got a running back. Well, I don't play running back. Well, still go over there, and you got to go train with them. Yeah. Like, no, I want to bring – every position so you can get an understanding of everything mm-hmm. and the kids will have a great time with it damn that's fucking sick man yeah oh man i'm just thinking about it like i wish i would have had that you know something like that yeah you know growing up <clears throat> because that would have been like i, w- I wouldn't have had a problem going yeah <laughs> so, yeah because be sometimes like, yeah because sometimes like you don't want to go to practice you know it's like oh god and like it's hot. It's, no, you got to get hit. You got to yeah. do all these drills and you got to suffer. And But then, like, if somebody like, like you, man, like, you come over with all these, like, people that played at the highest level and it's like, all right, I'm down, you know, like, let yeah. me learn, you know, because, like, these guys are, like, you know, they know their shit, you know. Yeah. And, like, the coaches know their shit, too, but it's like. You got yeah, a different like, level. Like, like, you were around coaches, <laughs> yeah. coaches, like. Like I said, and this is no knock to those, but it's yeah. just that you played at a way higher level, so it's like you're gonna know a lot more. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's it's not a knock to anyone. Yeah. But it's just you, you odds are you're gonna know a little more. Yeah, like you, like <laughs> I've been telling you this and then this guy Rob Thomas comes over and tells him and they get it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean but <laughs> yeah. But that, like, I, be... <laughs> my bad. But yeah, that could be my chance to be like Man, what the hell, man? Yeah. Like, but I'm not like I'm just like, thank you for getting that yeah. through to him. Thank you. So now <laughs> that middle block, now we can move forward and keep going. You know what I mean? But that 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 happens with everybody. I mean, I'm sure I'm not a parent, but you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I understand. I'm sure that's happened probably to my mom and dad. Where they're like, yep, we didn't yeah. told you. Like, can... you know, we didn't told you, man. So, <laughs> so I totally get that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's happened with me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh man, yeah, like uh, that's what I kind of want this podcast to be is like, like if you're a young person, like like we talked about the man, like not having that confidence, you know, not yeah. having confidence and afraid to ask questions, you know, uh, just like with me, it was like I'd raise my hand. It wasn't teacher; it was everybody looking back. Yeah. And then, like, I got this feeling of, like, shit, like, am I the only one that doesn't know this? Yeah. And then everybody's looking back, and some are laughing, and some have, like, these, like, serious faces of, like, why, like, well, my thought was, like, why are you asking this? Like, so that right there, like, you made me not want to ask anything <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like you're kind of like look at you that side i like how the fuck you don't know that yeah <laughs> and i i don't know is that like i guess it'd be like all like growing part of growing up i guess yeah you know i guess that would be like everybody i don't know like i, I run into more of like kind of natives like have that same like like problem of like that's why i don't ask questions like, yeah you yeah. know like just feeling like real like um 
I don't know. Like you don't want to, like you don't want to be dumb. You don't want to be stupid. No, but, nobody. You know, like if you, but if you don't ask, then yeah, you're gonna be fucking stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a like I said, that's a vulnerable freaking villain. Yeah, that's a vulnerable. That's a that's a feeling, and when they, when someone hurts you like that, as in like someone you're supposed to be, like a teacher or anything, your parent, someone that you're like supposed to gain knowledge from, and they belittle you or make you feel dumb, like you get mad that. Definitely put something on you where you're like, man, like, why are they acting like that? And you're like, damn, like, I'm just, I really didn't know. And then you're just like, oh, I get it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. And then you just kind of just bullshit it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, that's, it's, it's crazy though. It's, it's stuff like that, that you have to deal with. Like I said, like you got to deal with even a little thing like that. You have to deal with it then or when you get older, deal with it before you get to 40 or 50. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Or that'll eat you up. Yeah. Just, I mean, just recently, well, maybe a year, a few years ago, she's really helped me out with, like, expressing myself. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Having somebody to, I mean, I have friends, like, I have a really close group of friends, too, and we talk, I'm starting to talk and not hold in stuff, yeah. too, you know, like, and it, it feels really good to talk, be expressive, and kind of air out, like, how you're feeling, yeah. You know, because like before it was like I would hold shit in. I would hold it in and it would get to a point where it was like I can't I, like I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody, you know, and I, I did have people to talk to. It's just like growing up, it was like are you going to be weak and, you know, act like that? Like that was like sort of a weakness, you yeah. know, to like kind of express how you're feeling. Like yeah. if you're feeling like sad or like hurt or something like it was always like it felt like it was a weakness to let people know how you're feeling so yeah. that that would be that would be me holding it in yeah. you know and like you like yeah my my grandma did pass away when i was i think nine i think and that was like my first death to deal with so it was like i always remember like you know older people saying like oh don't cry yeah i mean like not not with death but i mean like before like like if you're hurt, like don't cry, like don't cry about anything, you know. Okay. You gotta you gotta hold that in. You you can't show that weakness. So, yeah. well, I remember when I gra- my grandma died, I cried for like maybe not long, and then I stopped because I didn't want people to. Even at a young age, I was like I didn't want people to think like I was a crybaby, yeah, or something. You know, when I had the right to cry to grieve, yeah, because I loved her, man. I loved her. And she would always watch me when my mom would go out. And, I mean, we're, like, just best friends, man. And and when, when I lost her, it was, like, like I didn't know how to feel. Like, I, I didn't know what that what to do or anything. Like, And I kind of just held that feeling in. And I remember, like, I think it was in college. I was drinking, and I just let it out. I was yeah. talking to somebody about my grandma, and, like, I just started crying. Like, I just, like, let it all out. And then even though I was drunk, like it felt, I still remember having that feeling of like, like this is like not letting go, but letting go of all these things that I've held in. Tension and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You probably felt like relaxed. Yeah. Like, you were like, wow, I feel better. I feel relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, I, I know what you mean. And uh, it was like, I was like, damn, do I do this when I'm drunk all the time? Like, but now like that I'm older. And, you know, she's helped me. Other people's helped me. Now I'm, like, talking, like, getting all this shit that I've held in for, like, 
uh, 30 years, I guess. Yeah. Like all this shit that I've held in, letting it out. Yeah. You know, letting it out and talking and, and also like with this, like mm-hmm. if somebody hears this and let it out, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and I don't drink, you know, like yeah. don't, I'm not saying like go out and buy like a fucking bottle and cry, you know, don't let like, I mean like do it in like a healthy way, like yeah. finding like good friends that are understanding, you know, or your significant other, you know, like just fucking talk, yeah. talk and let it out. Don't let this shit build up because it's just going to lead to like all these like things inside of you that, and then you're going to be like 50 or 40 and you're going to have all these things still inside of you. And maybe you won't have anybody to talk to, Yeah, you know? So it, it's, I don't know, man, like just hearing you say all that, it's like bringing all this, like, you know, I, I'm growing up too. Like I, I'm 30, I'm going to be 33, but I'm still like growing up and learning how to live in this life, man. Of like, now I've just, re- now I've just learned how to talk, express myself, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's really cool, you know, to have people that listen and don't put you down and don't shit on you for feeling like a certain way. You know, it's always like, it's going to be all right. You yeah. Know? Or you start you, talking about it a little bit and they're just, they, of course, because some of them, like I said, it, it, they don't. I think some of them, they're like, "Dude, shut up, whatever," and just laugh it off. Yeah, like, here, drink this. Yeah, but I think the reason why they don't want to hear that is because that's the way they feel. Yeah, and they're probably like, "Damn, I'm probably gonna start getting choked up too," because there's shit I've been burying deep down in there. And if you start doing that, I'm gonna be like, "Man, bro, like I've been going through it, like you know what I mean." And they, but they don't want, like I said, they don't want no one to see them that vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and it is, man. It's very vulnerable. It's really vulnerable when you when you let shit out and then it, because like, I don't know, for me, it was like, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. But now it's like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. Like, no, you know, an older, you know, it's like, I ask questions too. I ask like shit. I don't know. Cause yeah. I don't know everything. No. And I'm going to fucking admit that I'm, I'm going to admit that I don't know any, I don't know everything. I know some stuff, but even then that stuff might be wrong, you know, and somebody yeah. might have a different, um, answer to that so yeah. you know i might go with their answer because it's better than mine yeah. <laughs> you know so it's all learning man it's all everything's like everything's learning in fucking life like and it just depends on how you how you get up dust yourself off and you know like you said like grow make yourself yeah. grow into something positive better speak these great things into the you know universe and existence and try to chase that you know and and don't like doubt yourself you know and be don't be afraid to fail you know don't be afraid to you know just leap out and like fucking do something that you want to do you know that's that's why like you know i want to bring all these people on that are doing shit that they want to do you know because like people like you said man like people are like oh they're just lucky oh they're just you know it's easy for you. Yeah, so. it's easy. It's easy for you because, you know, you did this and you, you probably, you know, had like a helping hand and it's like, no, like you fucking worked. You worked for that, Christian. Yeah. Like everybody I've had on here, like they're working for what they want yeah. in life. You know, it's nothing's handed to you, you know, and that's all it takes, man, is a good fucking work ethic, yeah. you know, and to keep, keep doing it, you know, yeah. and I guess it's hard to understand, like, if you don't have that kind of like like i don't know thought process i guess 
Yeah. Like, you don't think um, like that, I guess? Like, I don't, I, I would, yeah, it's definitely a thought process, but it's, I think it's, uh, you know, going back to just everything. I mean, just like, you know, you're not that positive. You're deep down, you're a little bit negative. You may think like you're, you're positive, but deep down, you're really pretty negative still. Mm-hmm. You have to let loose of all of it and just believe in whatever you want to do and believe that you can do it. Yeah. Even if you fail, like I said, even if you fail, well, you're going to restart. Well, at least you know a different path, a different way to approach the situation now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a different angle. You can work a different angle now because that way it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But you have to think of it like that. And, you know, I think when one, when one person fails, they feel like, you know, damn, I wasted a little bit of my life away. Yeah. Well, I, was, I wasted, so like, just say, damn, I wasted a little bit of my life away. Now I'm not going to do shit for eight years but just work a job nine to five. And I'm not saying they're wasting their life away. What I'm saying is, is just the person that I am, is I'm just a guy that that that's uh that wants to do a lot of things in life and wants to accomplish a lot of things and once again going back again because you know how everything is oh he just he just thinks he's better than nine to five no I don't if that's what you want to do with your life that's awesome yeah just do that that's awesome that's awesome but I'm not a person I hope everyone takes my story and they can get something from it but I'm I'm a motivator of someone that wants to keep doing multiple things and different avenues and go down and and, and be successful in different ways instead of one way, mm-hmm. like I said. But like I said, there's that you have to get through all that. And a great quote from Confucius was, "Everyone uh, was it? It's like uh, we all have two lives, and the second one begins when we realize we only have one." Yeah. And that that hit me. I mean, I heard that, and I was like. Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? I don't mean fail as in like doing stupid shit like I was doing, fail yeah. that way. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about fail at something that you want to do, yeah. but then keep doing it, keep doing it, keep pursuing it, keep pursuing it. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you said, we only got one, we got two lives. You know, that one, that one where you thought was it. And then the second one, when you wake up and you're like, hey man, let's, let's go. Let's, let's get this. Whatever I want to do in life, I'm about to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, uh, that's going to be the end of part one of episode 11 with Christian Littlehead. Episode two is out, so directly it's either above it or below it, depending on the platform, so it's right there. So please go listen to part two, and hope everybody's enjoying the show, and thanks for listening.